The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody, welcome to TCR. Three nobodies discussing the masterworks of horror cinema. We're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Dill. I'm Kendall. Guess who's back? Well, I guess for them it's not really been any time. <laughs> oh, guys, with the yeah, magic for those of- listening, we've been gone for a long time. Yeah, several weeks. But we fil- filmed. God damn it, we recorded. <laughs> I've I always been filmed. filmed. <laughs> we recorded a ton and banked them because uh, Caleb's been a little busy. Yeah, slightly. Hey, there. we recorded an episode where I forget which one it was, but I said, you know, I may have a baby when people are listening to this. And that was true. I did have a baby when that episode came out, so... Mm-hmm. Um, he so came... everybody welcome Don Knotts Holland into the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slim Shady Holland. We, you know, we know it's not great, but we're going with it. Well, as long as you know it's not great. You know, I just really wanted to honor Marshall in that way. And uh... Marshall's the store. Yeah, <laughs> we love him. <laughs> and his sister TJ Maxx. <laughs> Uh, TJ's wild now to the max. Is it- I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm already regretful. All right. Yes. Um, yeah, we've been recording ahead of time. Um, but, uh, and we didn't get to record as many as we wanted because the baby did come a few weeks early. So, um, but there was no chance um, that I was not going to be back this week in order to record for our finale because. Um, it's the finale of our sequel month, Rantquels, mm-hmm. and um, you know, as as we discussed uh, for us several weeks ago, but for you guys last week, um, our series finale is of course Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, the original, not Zach the Snyder's, <laughs> yeah, Zach, <laughs> Zach Snyder's competent but boring film. <laughs> dawn of the dead um i'm sure we'll i'm sure we'll discuss it um at some point because it is quite popular but no we're talking about the original film uh dawn of the dead uh one of the best horror horror sequels ever made what are the best horror sequels one of one of the best sequels ever made uh one of the best movies ever made um mm-hmm. i i love this movie um we purposefully didn't talk about it when we did our um zombie series last year mm-hmm. check that out in the archives uh you'll you'll be happy to know when you go to the archives that we in uh in lieu of discussing dawn of the dead we uh discussed pontypool um <laughs> um you know sometimes well, that movie's it, got a big resurgence online i, I know i guess people are now discovering it and people are like oh this movie's great and more power to you. You have fun with your uh, noise zombies, but I'm going to stay over here away from them. Yeah, we're going to stay over here with the good movies. But um, that movie, <laughs> look, you know, sometimes on this show, we're like, we're going to throw a curveball. We're going to talk about a lesser seen film. And to be fair, we we're did talk about, about Turner and Hooch, <laughs> which is getting a Disney Plus original series. Oh, it's what? out now. Sir. Oh, I've seen. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your recommends, Doug. Uh, I wrote the thing. 
Yeah, Kindle. It's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. All right. Anywho, um, yeah. So tonight we're talking Dawn of the Dead. Now we did talk Day of the Dead in that series. Sure. Did. Um, but tonight we're uh, and it seems like we're working our uh, working our way backwards, um, because we've yet to talk about Night of the Living Dead, but. <gasps> So we're uh, we're we're pulling a Tarantino. Maybe we'll get to that at some point in time. But tonight we're going to do Dawn of the Dead. But before we do, um, what have you guys been up to? Because we haven't talked in a few weeks. Same as you. Nothing but kids. Raising children. Mm-hmm. Kendall, whose children are you raising? Uh, you know, I uh, was back on <laughs> Space Force duty. You know, oh. I, I took took the break to, uh, yeah, get back to my roots. Um, <clears throat> I tried to take down Jeff Bezos. It was not successful, but oh, yeah, you will see him next time. <laughs> Better luck next year. I hope you get sure. him next time. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy sucks. I mean, I still use Amazon. I don't know. It feels dirty, but I still use it. But I still was hoping that he wouldn't make it back. <laughs> Honestly, I wish he'd just leave. I wish he'd be like, I'm taking my money to the moon. And I'd be like, good. Just go away. It is quite concerning that all the uh, rich people are trying to leave Earth while yeah, this, I mean, look, going on down here. I'm a big believer in people, you know, people are showing you the truth. You know what I mean? So these people with the money to build ships and get off the earth are doing it. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. They, they know. <laughs> they, they, know something. they know. Um, you know, I feel like if you, you know, you see these movies, um, what was that Matt Damon movie where like the poor people lived like down on the ground and like the, the rich people had built like, you know, mansions in the sky and stuff. Um, Elysium. 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 Uh, Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like it's coming true. So that'll just be the next thing. The rich people will be on the moon, and we'll just be down here on this ruined Earth. So anyway, we're back. (laughs) All right, this is great. I'm so happy. Um, All right, let's get into. Dawn of the Dead. I was really excited to rewatch this. Um, I mean, I watch it at least once a year, usually around Halloween time when I'm watching other spooky movies. But this is, I mean, you know, I can watch this movie anytime. Um, so I was really excited to just sit and watch it today. Um, but let's uh, let's get into the uh, Fat Dead Deets. <gasps> fat, fat, fat deets. Fat, fat, fat deets. Well, this here movie film came out. It has a lot of release dates. September 1st, 78 in Italy. March 27th, 79 in Japan. April 7th, 1979 in Dallas. Just April 13th, yeah. 1979 in the U.S. of A. Why did Dallas get it a week earlier? I don't know. No idea. Um, I could understand if they released it in like Pittsburgh a week earlier. Yeah, but I don't. I don't have no idea. Weird. Anywho, 
written and directed by George A. Romero, with a budget of. Are you ready for this shit? I'm I ready. This. $640,000. Ooh, okay. And a return of $66 million. Nice. I thought the budget would be a little bit higher, but it's not. Same. Very, very surprising. Well, it's not super surprising. I mean, it's kind of... Uh... Well, that's Romero's thing. Yeah, I know. But I thought, you know, this is a big scale picture for him at the time. Yeah, that's true. Be, I thought it'd at least be a million something. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, I mean, you know, this guy, you know, he's an indie guy. He knows how to stretch that dollar, so. Mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I mean, this movie, um, this is, how many Romero movies have, we've covered some Romero movies on this podcast, so. Just Day of the Dead, I believe, right? Uh, We also did Creep Show. Oh, yeah, we did. And two, and, did, and he didn't have anything to do with it. He didn't, right? he wrote it. Okay. He wrote too. We also did Monkey Shines, my favorite Romero film. Oh, that's why I forgot. <laughs> the Dark Half. Doug, oh, that's covered, why I forgot. <laughs> Doug, we've covered some some classics. Um, <laughs> Gone to the Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Romero Romero's making his way into this podcast quite a bit. Now, here's a guy I love. George Romero. I I, I think Night him. of the Living. I think Night of the Living Dead. And Dawn of the Dead are, and this word gets thrown around a lot, but I think that they're legitimate masterpieces. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, I think that Day of the Dead is great, and I think it may, it could have achieved maybe masterpiece status if, if his budget hadn't been slashed the way that it was. Um, but I, I think maybe it worked out though, because you know he got to make a movie like kind of more in line with the types of movie he. The, movies that he makes but i do know that that film was supposed to be a lot bigger and a lot more like oh yeah epic than it was a lot of interference with that flick yeah and even i you know when i saw land of the dead i wasn't a fan but i've i've come around to, to land, like of, the land dead of the as dead well a lot yeah it's actually i don't know but there's something about like you know other than creep show like the the studio movies that he tried to make just did not work for me and I feel like he's a guy that's like more at home, you know, in that indie setting. But even then, when he goes back to the indie setting with like Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead, um, Ooh, sir, a survival is awful. Yeah, I think it, Diary's watchable. I don't mind it, but man, Survival is just pure garbage. That was a big swing and a miss. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, but you know none of those things discount like you know the amazing stuff that he made um just for night and dawn alone you ever seen martin i've never seen martin no good i gotta let you borrow it. it's so good yeah i would love to see that it's very unique it's a unique vampire film i'm sure that it is uh he's you know he's great and this movie is like you know no no hyperbole this is a legitimate horror masterpiece um this is one of my favorite movies and it's just really like each time i watch it like there's a there's a specific moment this time that like just was like the standout moment for me for a specific character and i feel like it's the kind of movie that like you know you have four main characters you know and each time i watch it i kind of pay attention to a different one um because i've seen it i don't know how many times i've seen this movie dozens um 
you know, each time I watch it, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of paying more attention to a different character um, and kind of focusing on like their kind of story arc as the movie goes on. And um, so I don't know, every time I watch it, I get something, something different out of it. Um, And I can't remember, I don't remember the first time I'd seen this. I was a teenager for sure. Like this wasn't something that I grew up with as a kid. Um, I was probably 16 or 17 the first time I saw Dawn of the Dead. I was I was very young, um, uh, maybe eight or nine. Uh, Night of the Living Dead is my second favorite horror movie of all time and my third favorite movie of all time. So I was very excited to learn that there was a sequel Yeah, when I was younger, and I jumped right on it. And though uh, Dawn is great, and it's like the go-to zombie movie, it's like held as like probably the best. Yeah, Night oh, is uh, is is higher for me. Yeah, but I do I, love Dawn of the Dead. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I um, I had seen Night a bunch as a kid. You know, it's just always on. It's just always on TV, mm-hmm. especially around Halloween, and so. The PBS back home in Memphis would show Night of the Living Dead starting at 5 p.m. over and over and over until 6 a.m. November 1st on Halloween. Yeah. Every year. I think they've stopped doing that now, but uh, it was every single year. I'd watch it, too, a couple times. Yeah, and, you know, I think those movies are, are on par with each other. I'm probably one of the people that falls more into the dawn of the dead. Like, I'd probably give that one just an inch more. And I can't tell you what it is. Um, it's just so, I don't know. It's that blood pressure machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it probably is a little bit the, you know, it probably is a little bit the, uh, the, um, the effects are just a little better and then when you get to day of the dead i mean has some of my favorite like zombie makeup effects still to this day um that's some of the best uh, practical effects in fucking movie history in dawn of the day day of the dead yeah they're they're incredible and so um i don't know this is just a this one this one's just special for me I, i just love it um kendall have you seen this movie before this was my first viewing no way Absolutely. I didn't realize. She was Maybe. over at my house when we had it on, but I think her, she was like in the kitchen or her head was turned. She wasn't big into zombie flicks at the time. Mm. Yeah, I um, I guess oh, I do yeah, recall still... being present while it was playing at some point. Um, are you about to make a Lion King dig it? <laughs> <laughs> Be prepared. I was going to say this was still during the be prepared era of your horror movie face. Um, yeah, none of this movie was familiar to me. I mean, elements of it that I recall from the Zack Snyder remake. Yeah, sure, but um, no, I don't. I don't recall any of this movie. I mean, the Zack Snyder remake. The elements. I mean, I guess we can just go ahead and talk about it because they did make it, and it was like a big deal. Um. And people love that remake. They hold it really high oh, yeah. regard. I mean, they people go batshit crazy over that remake. They do, like and it. I've seen it recently, and I can tell you, like, I don't think it's bad, but man, it is just so to me. It's not, it's it, not bad. It is a good popcorn I, horror movie. I just think it's so generic. It is very generic, and it's very forgettable. Yeah, I, that's to me. that. That's my opinion. You know, I just. 
I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna remake Dawn of the Dead, I don't. You need to do something like special with it, and other than like make the zombies fast and just like double the amount of people that you're following. I really don't know like what was special about the remake. I just, I just don't like. You lose me right away with running zombies, unless it's Return of the Living Dead. If those zombies run, I'm gonna turn it off. I'm like, I don't, I don't have any. Like I'm, I'm. I don't have a problem with that because I feel like the zombies ran in Train to Busan. And they did. That's another. That's another um, um, exception. <laughs> they can run as long as you like the movie. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm not like you know I don't, I don't have a hang up about that, but I'm just like okay I get it, but it's just like okay they end up in a mall and there's more people and the people aren't as like I don't know I'm not invested in the characters and. And like I don't know, it, it it's it's ramped up to be more gory, to be more. The opening like, sequence of that flick is great. is good. And yeah, the um, what is, is is her name? What's the actress's name in that? I don't. Remember. Is it Sarah something? I don't remember. Anyway, she was fun to follow at first when like the outbreak started, and she was at her house, and then her husband turns and she's running for her life and shit that whole opening like, sequence to the cool. mall i'm just all like all these people suck and i hope they all die oh man you weren't invested in makai pfeiffer's character who <laughs> what about zombie baby doug <laughs> there's only one good zombie baby and that's in fucking dead alive and we oh you're right yeah house. look look when dead alive exists and you try to make a zombie baby like you're you're setting yourself up for failure i'm sorry <laughs> Peter Jackson um, did it and did it way better is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's look, it's a it's a well enough made movie. James Gunn wrote it. I'm a huge James Gunn fan, but I just that movie that movie's a big flat fart for me. Like just <laughs> just it kicked uh, off the hyper zombie craze. It did in the uh early to mid two thousands. It did. Um, well, let's let's talk about the OG, the Origi, um, Dawn of the Dead. Um, like I said, I've seen this a bunch, but um, you know, and and again, we've talked about this too. But like, the only copy of this I have is that Anchor Bay DVD um, that I've had for oh, I don't know, fifteen years, maybe. It's got to be is one of the oldest DVDs I have, um, and uh, still looks great. Oh my god, it was, looks yeah, great. I've got I, the first Anchor Bay Blu-ray, and it looks I, amazing. I can't believe I can't believe how good it looks because I have other DVDs that like we'll throw on for like Grayson or something, or maybe it's just like an old like movie of Elise's that she puts on, and it is just like I, just with the size of our TV now, it's just like it looks like somebody i i don't know it looks like it looks like trash but this one still looks great like i'm just like i could like it looks really good so i don't know what sort of uh transfer technology they used on this movie but it's uh it's beautiful but when that 4k comes out i would love to i would love to see that um just because i love this movie so much i would love to see this movie in a movie theater i've never seen this on a big screen that'd be nice um i just i never have and i think it would be i think it would be fun to watch on a really big screen someone's got to grab 
grab it here soon since there's a a 4K transfer. Yeah, come on. Somebody like Ron House, if you're listening. Yeah, they probably aren't. <laughs> yeah, nobody is. <laughs> um, what year did this come out? Seventy-eight. Well, we missed seventy-eight. We missed the I missed the forty-year anniversary. Maybe they'll maybe forty-five. Maybe, yeah, show it. Come on, AMC. Somebody throw it up there. I'll come see it. Uh, you get my five dollars, Mega Corporation. <laughs> If that sells you. <laughs> um, I really like the opening to this movie. So we, um, and what I like about these movies, um, aside from the fact that they're great, is that like in an in an untraditional sequel, we don't really pick up with anybody from Night of the Living Dead. Um, you pick up with the situation from the Night of the Living that's Dead. That's right. And then same thing with Day of the Dead. We just kind of move forward. It just escalates yeah so um you know and now it's like i I don't know i just like and then again with land of the dead like he really kept it like until diary of the dead i think they went back to the initial outbreak again but yeah that's supposed to take place at the same time that night of the living dead is going on which doesn't work yeah because they have video cameras and stuff yeah it's like a vlog movie Mm -hmm. Hmm. anywho I digress. Well, this film opens up with the um, the television station. Mm-hmm. And I love all the chaos that's going here because it doesn't open up with zombies at all. It's like, it's this really chaotic um, situation in this TV station where they're trying to like, you know, they're trying to like air this information about like safe places and, you know, um, you know, these zones that like the military has set up these safe zones and stuff. And, um, you know, it's just kind of what it's kind of what would happen, um, in that situation, right? Like everybody's just trying to do their job. Mm-hmm. Um, because what else are you going to do? Like you just, you know, you don't really know, I guess when it's happening that you're looking at the apocalypse. So everybody's just trying to, it's classic Romero. Everybody is trying to hold it together while society collapses. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's even the, there's even, you know, it breaks down where the, you know, our lead character, one of our lead characters, uh, Fran, um, she's, a, you know, she's like the producer for this, whatever this interview show is on TV. She's sleeping on the carpet wall. Yeah, <laughs> that car. By the way, I gotta get a shag carpet wall in my house. That was, um, I bet it doesn't get Let's hot. Let's bring them back, room. y'all. Come on. <laughs> How hot does it get in that room? <laughs> There's so much like cigarettes. Kenny, if there. you're listening, <laughs> furnish some damn carpet walls. Shag it. Shag it up. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's sleeping on the carpet wall, and then. You know, uh, she finds out that some of the information they have is out of date, so she stops running it. And then uh, that gap tooth boss of hers is like, put that information on the TV. Clint Howard's cousin. (laughs) Brent Howard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's he loses all control of everything there, too. And um, 
uh, Fran's uh, lover, boyfriend, whatever, Steven, he shows up and he's like, hey, look, I got a helicopter. We're getting the fuck out of here. And there's that one dude, like the guy running the camera or whatever. He's like, go for it. Like, yeah, he's like, our job here is done. We're all yeah, fucked. We are fucked, lady. You got to get out of here. Um, and there's this really nice transition where they're talking about, um, like the news is talking about how the government won't let people stay in like private residences anymore. Like you have to, martial, you have, law. martial law, you got to evacuate. Um, and then that transitions into like the, uh, the SWAT team or whoever they are. Um, SWAT. yeah, they are, um, storming this like project building mm-hmm. where there is a, um, like Puerto Rican, like drug Lord hold up, but there's also like, there's also like an infection outbreak in the building that I think they're aware of. Um, I'll tell so, you the real infection is outside. <laughs> uh, you're talking about was, I don't know what that guy's name. All racist. Like fuck nuts. Good God. Yeah, if this wasn't commentary on fucking class warfare and racism and, you know, power hungry cops, I don't know what the fuck is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude, you got to like you have a really I mean, you have a really great portrayal of this like abusive cop like in 1978. I mean, this shit's been here as fucking as long as there's been cops that's been there, man. Yeah, of course. And then like, you know, every generation is like discovers this and they're like oh i can't believe how bad this is but it's always been this terrible folks um yeah but this guy but he's just like he's got a real i know where he keeps it energy to him because he's like woo, woo, racial slur racial slur woo. Um, he needs to stop throwing that around all willy-nilly i didn't like that yeah that was with that right now um and then the other upsetting thing now again these are movies made at a time the other upsetting thing is when Mm. you see the hispanic characters and they are white men in really bad really bad brown makeup yeah in brown face (laughs) a blonde haired dude in brown face i mean and it's not like hired a real latino are they not in pennsylvania at the time i'm sure they are um i don't i mean the guy's got like nothing to do they could have probably hired a a Latin American actor to do that, but, um, or just some guy off the street, like, Hey, will you put this thing on? But, um, yeah, this guy, and you know, there's a lot of makeup in this movie and I'm just, I, what I'm sad about it, not that it would be better if it looked better, but it looks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yikes. Um, all right. So I like that moment where, um, Roger is like talking to that young trooper, and uh, he's like, just keep your shit together. And then they come out and just like blow that guy's brains out. Yeah, he blows his head off, his own head that, off. Those fucking drug dealers are crack shots, man. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> yeah. He comes out, and based on the camera angles, I'm not sure that lines up because it seems like they were behind a wall. So I don't know how that happened. But um... <laughs> got one of them JFK magic bullets. Yeah, he does. Somebody watched Wanted. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, There's a movie I forgot existed. Yeah. (laughs) You're not the only one that forgot. Comics way better than the movie, people, if you're interested. That's my favorite James McAvoy performance. 
And my favorite Morgan Freeman performance. All right. Um, <laughs> I would love someone out there is just like, who's Morgan Freeman? You're like, you know, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, no. Wanted? Oh, yeah. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> God. That's the beautiful thing about art, guys. Wanted is somebody's favorite movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they storm the building. Um, you know, they're they're killing the uh they're killing these like drug dealers and and oh the one guy's like oh these people living in these fancy houses they got it better than i got um but then you get inside and of course they don't it's like a housing project it's fucking terrible um you know this is all they have to live in and so um this this maniac is like going door to door just blowing people that one guy's head explodes like yeah, I forgot about that, and I've seen this so much. That's always Ooh, how shocking. could you, man? That's one of the best shots of the whole movie. That is always so shocking to me. Like, um, and uh, you know, Roger's trying to stop him. You know, he's freaking out, and uh, then he opens the door. There's like that one cop that's like, "Don't open that door," but of course he does. Um, that's a little zombie daycare they got. <laughs> Don't look at the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah that's their little zombie daycare room they apparently and there's like dead bodies in there so i was thinking I was like are they feeding them like people um because there's like gnawed up bodies in that room that aren't zombies so it just made me wonder if they've been feeding the zombies that they're keeping alive in there probably that's a thing that he gets into with um survival you yeah know, the 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 people turn and there's some people like those are my family members i can't kill them and then other people are like they're fucking monsters kill them and then that's pretty much the whole thing of survival of the dead look but, i've got um, it's not a good movie don't watch it no don't watch it at all uh this is really important i had i just have wikipedia pulled up just for reference that racist cop's name was wooly <gasps> it's my wife's maiden name everybody <gasps> should have known <laughs> yeah no wonder no wonder she says all that stuff um no nah, i'm just kidding <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. she walks around like tom cruise and jerry Maguire. she's like i love black people <laughs> she's screaming it in the baby's face yeah. i'm your motherfucker <laughs> Oh, uh, Jerry Maguire, great movie. Everybody check it out. Um, yeah, so anyway, they uh, they find the zombies in there. Um, of course, shit gets sideways real fast. Um, with the and, and here's the thing, and this is throughout the whole movie, but like th- these zombies don't move quickly, and nothing's like filmed like in that way. But it's just like when you watch this and you watch like modern zombie stuff, I'm like, it's really simple, like. Romero's building the tension like they don't have to be fast and they don't even have to like even the you know we've seen some really great zombie makeup like um these days but it's just like it doesn't matter because like in those moments where like they're moving really slowly or like somebody's struggling to like you know the cop like trips over a chair or whatever it's just so realistic and it's just like it builds tension in such a real way Mm -hmm. that it's not like you know I'm not bored I'm not like oh boy he could have got away easily 
Like they're really, and this throughout the whole movie, they're really building tension. It, it you, you don't have to overdo it, and they don't have to be fucking Olympic athletes either. Like it's yeah. scary. Yeah, I mean, what people don't understand now is that it is it's much scarier if you do build the tension and you have a normal everyday looking person in that position because you identify more with them now you're watching these new movies where it is like someone built like fucking chris evans jumping over all this shit and dodging ducking and all that crap we're like yeah i'd be dead within five seconds dodging ducking dipping diving and dodging (laughs) yeah um yeah and it's just a little bit like look here's the thing you're we're everyday normal people if we go into a building where dead people aren't dead anymore and like they're trying to eat us that's scary enough <laughs> like, yeah that's frightening that's and guess what zombie movies still hold up and guess what i might drop my gun or i might trip over something because i'm like oh shit that's something that was dead that's not dead anymore and now it's coming after me um you know it it just doesn't have to be. You're overthinking All it, Hollywood. Like, I haven't seen that new Army of the Dead movie or whatever oh, the fuck it's called. Yeah, I haven't either. But I imagine there's like 20 zombies lined up in a straight line and someone just shoots one bullet and it goes through all their heads and then knocks them all down or some shit like that. Yeah. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. It's like when you see, um, you remember the World War Z where they're just like, oh, the zombies oh, turn into man. like, the zombies turn into like a massive, like, what is on now they do this again in train to busan but i really think it's done really really well it's done way better yeah look okay here's the thing train to busan made a zombie movie with all the zombie things that i don't like and i still like that movie so because hmm. it was done with <laughs> tension and character yeah. development and all that shit all these other yeah. movies are just throwing shit at you yeah once you turn once you turn zombies into like a big blockbuster action movie like you really lose the mm-hmm you lose it. It's the same thing I have with the, with the mummy movie. It's just like I don't want to watch a big action mummy movie. Like I want to watch. I a don't sk- want to watch Brandon Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about that one, but um, but still, it's the thing. Once you turn it into like an action adventure movie, like it loses the fact that these are supposed to be scary, and the monsters aren't scary when they're funny. You know what I mean? Or like when it's like once you turn it into like an action villain, and our big action hero is going to save the day. Our big action hero in this movie is who roger like i mean maybe uh maybe peter but even still like he's just he's just yeah i mean these are like normal people the biggest one is like peter and he's kind of a big dude but everyone else is just like so normal looking like you know we don't have chris pratt fighting aliens in the future is all i'm saying um okay so uh once they, you know, fucking Rogers kind of skeeved out as you would be if uh, zombies were real. <laughs> and um, he goes down to the basement. He's like smoking a cigarette. And that's where he runs into that's where he runs into Peter. Um, and then uh, they also, you know, and they start talking about like and this is another thing like what I really love about this movie is it's so hopeless. And like, these guys are just like, nothing we're doing here matters. (laughs) It's just like, maybe we should just leave. And even Roger's like, I have a friend with a helicopter. We could fucking just, we could just leave because what we're doing doesn't matter. Like this is that slow realization that like, this is probably the end of everything. Um, 
is is really just bleak and hopeless and uh, i, I kind of like it mm-hmm. um they meet that priest who man he's fucking getting around on that one leg like he's using that crutch like He's walking better with that crutch than I walk with my two legs. It was fucking unbelievable. He knows what he's doing with this stick. Yeah, and that's like a that's like that's a one legged man. Like this is not. There's no CG. Romero like, hired a ton of amputees to, to play zombies and all kinds of shit in this man. In this flick, that dude is fucking like just so smooth. I'm like the way, and it's like a crutch too. It's not even like a fake leg. Oh, that was amazing to me. I was really impressed with how smooth that looked. Um. All right, let's see. And I really oh. love I loved his line his we must stop killing or we lose the war. I don't know why that stuck with me. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and this this that leads into I love that too. And that leads into like this this was the moment of the movie that really stood out for me this time. And again, I've seen this like a hundred times, but this time was so powerful to me was when they go into the room where they have all the dead bodies like tied up in like sheets and stuff, and they've come back to life. And Roger's like, why do they keep them all? And Peter tells him something to the effect of they still believe in the, in respecting the dead or that, um, what was it? They still believe that death has dignity or something like that. And then they sit there and they shoot the room full of zombies. And then at the end, like Peter is crying, like Peter's mm-hmm. crying. And that, like, that hit me really hard this time where I'm like, here's this guy, he's gigantic. Like, if there's, like, an alpha male character in this movie, it's Peter. Um, And it's 1978. And here he is, like, killing people that are already dead. But it's having such an effect on him that he's weeping. And I just thought that was, like, I don't know. I I don't know why it's never really stood out to me before. But it really stood out to me today. Um, Like, just kind of what a moment that is. And, like, a vulnerable moment that is. And it's, I, I think it's, I just think it plays out really beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, and I think it's for the time though. But like these characters are doing things that like people just don't do in the seventies or eighties or even fucking now. You know, like they're really in tune to how they feel about this, and I, I think that's really interesting. Like as opposed to like we got blow these motherfuckers away. Come on, Chris Pratt, let's fucking ride a pterodactyl and shoot you know what i mean like the, these are that? like <laughs> that's the one i'm writing oh okay. <laughs> yeah it's called pterodactyl i don't know um <laughs> that's the title pterodactyl. Yeah, i don't know you'll don't see know. it well, chris pratt's like my family needs me to do this but like even today like is you know, that the tagline yeah <laughs> my family needs me to do this do what <laughs> got it right pterodactyl i don't know that he says the title of the movie um have you seen the trailer for that amazon movie that he's in no oh my god where they're just like uh it's called the tomorrow war and people show up from the future to draft you into a war in the future so they show up in present day and he gets drafted into a war in the future they're like i've only seen the trailer the trailer is like three minutes long and it felt like four hours so i'm good on the movie but um (laughs) In the trailer, his wife's like, you're not going to go. And he's like, I have to, because if I don't, they'll take you in my place. And I'm like, what is the, what are these rules? Like, Cue the pterodactyl. Yeah. 
that he rides it. Um, yeah, it just you know, I don't know, a big action movie now. Like no, the you know the men are men, guys. I don't know, they don't they don't have time for how they feel. But I love every character in this movie is just like really like going through like um, really traumatic experiences and and they're playing out and they're and they're feeling them and it's really it's really Again, interesting. Real life that would really happen. Yeah, and that's what's crazy is like you just don't see it in a movie like this, like a kind of a, a horror movie. Well, you see it in good ones, but hmm. you know, just it, it's just not something you see. I was about and I say you see it all the time, but only in the good ones. <laughs> yeah, I think it just really speaks to how special um, George Romero is, and that's this is like the first big scene where 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 uh, Peter is just like crying while he shoots the zombies i it, it just it hit me really hard and I, I thought it was really nice um and that's when he's like yeah you know what fuck it we gotta get out of here so he goes with roger um they meet up with his friend who has a helicopter who's of course uh steven who we met earlier and his girlfriend his special lady friend fran lady fran lady fran <laughs> that's my lady fran <laughs> <laughs> She's my lady friend. Um, so, yeah. And then there's this weird scene with the guy who's like, I, I like this. I like this guy a lot. The guy's like, we're going up river to the island. And they're like, what island? And he's like, well, any, any island. <laughs> um, but it's so weird where he asks if they have cigarettes. And they're like, no. And then they all light up cigarettes when they leave. <laughs> I guess they just didn't want to share. I don't know. Yep. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it was a weird moment. Um, so they're flying. Um, you know, they're trying to go anywhere. There's the great sequence where they fly over, fly over country, <laughs> um, quite literally. Uh, and Stephen has the line, you know, these fucking these rednecks are probably enjoying themselves. And then we get like a a, a long montage of the rednecks enjoying themselves. Um, the reason why that was so long was because. Every single person in that scene uh, just volunteered to show up one day. That's great. And Romero was all like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take complete advantage of this." And as he was doing it, the National Guard and the cops drove by, <coughs> and they were like, "What the hell are you doing?" The, the National Guard was off doing some sort of training exercise, and um, he's like, "I'm filming a zombie movie," and they're like, "Oh shit, can we be in it?" He was like, "Uh, yeah." So you got all this free labor from all these people. They're all, they're just all like, yeah, fuck yeah, zombie movie. Let's do it. Well, I mean, it's perfect and it's so realistic because like, I mean, there's people in this country that are probably out with their guns hunting COVID right now. Yep. You know, when all they got to do is go get vaccinated, but they're like, no, no, that's for pussies. I'm going to shoot COVID in the face when I see it. I shot me three vaccines. They ain't getting me. <laughs> there's a great, uh, I don't know if I sent it to you guys or not, but there's a great, um, I saw this great like video where this guy is like doing like a PSA about the vaccines or whatever. And he breaks down like the three scenarios that will happen. Um, and it's really good. I can't do it any justice, but like, the, you know, the first one is like, um, you know, you'll get better or you won't get sick. You're welcome. And the second one is, um, 
it basically it leads to the third the worst case scenario is you'll get the vaccine and then you'll die well then you'll get to go meet jesus like (laughs) 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 it's just this is brilliant i'll I'll, is some comedian who did it i'll i'll find it and i'll put it up give him credit but um yeah man i mean this is like it's so real and like i have a lot of thoughts about this and like a current pandemic that we're going through continuing to go through and i'm just like you know when i when i watch this like this is exactly like these people are having a good time they're like hell yeah fuck these zombies i ain't worried about it like we're gonna shoot them and you know it's just it's so true to america and again this movie's almost 50 years old like the scenario played out in night of the living dead all these rednecks came out with guns and were just blowing people away and they're just looking for a reason to do it um they're just looking for a reason to do it. Like that's, that's the whole thing. It's the whole, it's the whole thing about America and our obsession with guns and our obsession with violence. And it's like, we're looking for a reason. We store all these guns up, just hoping we're going to get to be a fucking cowboy or a fucking, you know, action movie hero. We're just going to go out and blow shit away. And it's just ridiculous, but it's true. And, and, and this like three, four minute segment of the movie is so, painfully realistic um especially when you live in the middle of the country like we do um you know i don't know it's just it's very prophetic somehow and and true to life and i don't know george romero's just really really smart guy yeah it doesn't matter what's going on in society at the moment it doesn't matter what year it is if you watch a george romero movie you're going to identify 1000 percent with something you're yeah like, oh, I shit, mean, that's going on right now yeah and he's just, I don't know. And I, I have some thoughts about that and about current day, like knockoffs of his work and, and why they're missing the mark, but I'll save that for later. Um, yeah. So then uh, there's a, there's a great sequence where they land the helicopter. They're looking for gas. And then um, you get a lot of great stuff that goes on in this, like this landing section here. Um, you have uh, Peter inside where he finds the two children zombies, which like, is pretty crazy like even now i mean we've seen kid zombies done a bunch now i've seen it done um but in 1978 i don't know you saw uh the first kid zombie that kind of the revere zombie was you know and again in night of the living dead night of the living dead but uh those kids like uh they kept the camera rolling on ken forey and they were they didn't say anything and those were tom savini's uh it's his niece and nephew nice he, he did them all up like zombies and then they just ran the fuck out ken forey didn't know they were coming didn't know who the fuck they were so that his shock and his face was legitimate he was like what the hell is this and like he was throwing those kids and shit that's great i mean in 1978 this is not something that you're accustomed to seeing now now we've seen it done like you know kids are always in peril to death. Yeah. yeah kids are always in peril or they're turning into weird monsters or whatever um it's so but cheap when they do it too you know it is but this was like shocking and still like when he kills them it is shocking to watch like yeah. and he's taken aback too he's like I just yeah shot fucking kids what the hell's going on yeah um you get the uh <laughs> you get the flat top zombie who gets his head <laughs> cut off by the the helicopter propellers um at four unfortunate soul he got that captain crunch box head (laughs) he had it coming he had it coming 
<laughs> that man had a trapezoid head and <laughs> just <laughs> I mean he had a head that looked like it was gonna get chopped off by a helicopter. I mean this whether he was a, whether he was a zombie or not. <laughs> <laughs> that was just part of his story. Um we also see the, the cover poster art. zombie. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, he's rocking his flannel. His face is all fucked up. Kind of looks like... This whole like... section, everyone was wearing a flannel shirt. It's like they wandered into a fucking zombie lumberjack camp. <laughs> yeah. They're fighting that one out in the field that Flyboy can't kill. Oh, and yeah. We we see his... He's just uh... wrestling him to the ground and shit. And he's just all like... Ah. No, dude. When he hits him with that fucking wild-ass hammer swing, I laugh every time. Dude. <laughs> I bet... He he swigs that hammer with his whole goddamn body, and it is so funny. Um, but it's I mean it's again it's it's realistic enough, but it, just the physical gag of it makes me makes me laugh. Um, I don't think I've ever swung a hammer that hard in my life. His whole body like spun around. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that's that Rocky two punch where Rocky punches Apollo and they both fall down. Um, that's the, that's, that's that. a Rocky four punch for Drago punches Creed and breaks <laughs> his neck. <laughs> oh man, Rocky, what a great series! Um, coming up soon, folks. Rocky cast, <laughs> we'll find some element of horror in there. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, yeah, there's that. We see that Flyboy can't shoot. Um, Roger has to shoot a couple zombies and then, uh, you know, then they, there's some peril there, but they get back in their helicopter and they're, they're on their way. Um, and then they fly for a while until they find, uh, they find the shopping mall. And, uh, so they land, they land on malls were new at that, at that time. So they're like, it's one of those newfangled shopping centers. Yeah. And again, like Romero has a lot to say about like, you know, about consumerism Consumerism. and capitalism and just Mm -hmm. like the state of the, you know, the American culture as it is. And like, I mean, he sets his movie inside of a shopping mall. Like it's, it's right there. Like he's not being coy about it. He's just like, look, this he's is not coy with his messages. They're usually no they <laughs> in the fucking head like a hammer. I'm... They're fucking. They're cynical. They're on the. Mm-hmm. They're on fucking Front Street, and like he just like all his movies are are pretty much. You know what pisses me off? Yeah, like America's fucked, and here's how I'm gonna. Here's how I'm gonna express myself, and he's not wrong. Um, and so this there's this. You know, they, they land at this mall and there's like supplies inside, so they kind of break in to, to get some. And and the mall's full of zombies, and there's even that line where Roger's like, Why the fuck are all these zombies here? And Peter's just like the it's their past life, they're drawn to this place, and it's just like even in death, like what their brain remembers is just to consume. And like that's mm-hmm. what zombie is anyway. But like he he made it so fucking literal yeah. um as to like even in death, they're shopping. Like, they just can't, you know, they're drawn to it like some sort of mecca. Um, it's really, it's just, it's just really well done. And, again, and, you know, we've seen it a million times now, but this one is, it's just, it's special. Um, you know, they decide to, like, hide out, you know, 
in this like stock room for a little bit and and then Peter's like, I bet there's a lot of supplies down there we could use. And, you know, Roger's like, hell yeah. So now they're going to, you know, now they're going to go hunting for gathering some supplies. And, you know, maybe they'll get to shoot something a little bit. So even in this moment, they've become like, you know, not that they're having fun doing it, but they do have some fun in this scene where they're tricking the zombies. They kill a few of them, you know. uh, You know, they're just, it just is what it is. Um, and pretty soon after, like, once they start realizing, like, what's up there and what they have, they're just like, maybe we just kind of make a home here. And that, and that kind of becomes the, the whole middle chunk of the movie is that they decide to, they just decide to stay here for, you know, a while. There's no like definite time, but it's a pretty safe place. And they, they figure out how to make it even safer by, you know, blocking off the entrances with these you know these big rig trucks and then you know disposing of all the zombies that are already inside the building and and once they do that they kind of build themselves a nice little nice little shelter there for a while um a great sequence the the um just the getting all the semi trucks yeah i love it very okay. tense, extremely tense, especially, you know, the whole thing where he's trying, he drops his fucking backpack and he's like, I gotta go get my backpack. It's got my Lunchables in it. Yeah. They're like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a great, like, this is, this is Roger's like chunk of the movie, like mm-hmm. where he's, you know, he's like his way of dealing with things is he gets very manic and like, um, you know, he's just kind of unpredictable and he gets a little wild. And there's even that moment where like Peter grabs him and he shakes him and he's like, Hey man, you got to get your fucking shit together. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's that moment and, and God, he's so crazy when he's like, God, my bag, my bag, my goddamn bag. And I'm like, you know, he's just, he's that guy's on like, that guy's on like 12 right then. He's pissed at himself because he thinks he's just like this, this action hero. Like I got this. I, yes. I will not fail. And then he failed. And he's like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, and and in this moment, he gets he gets bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, and it's just kind of like, you know, it's just a bummer because you know it's just the four of them, and and now Roger's hurt, and and he doesn't die right away, so they kind of keep him around. And then there's this whole chunk where they're like they get a little too comfortable. Like once they've cleared out the mall, um, you know, they, they get all the guns, they kill all the zombies, they clear it out. Now it's their, their home. And then they just get like, they kind of fall into that. They kind of fall into like that consumer lifestyle. Like fucking Peter's walking yeah, around wearing like three piece suits. Everything's back to normal ish. They let their guard down. They're cutting up. They're ice skating. They're fucking. They build a fucking apartment upstairs. Yeah. Like there's a couch and an area rug. It really ties the room together. And they're mm-hmm. watching TV and they're like cooking dinners and they're like, you know, they're just like living like their normal lives. And again, just like, <laughs> uh, you know, Stephen like steals like these expensive wedding rings and tries to give one to Fran and. And by the way, Fran's pregnant. We kind of skipped over that. That's one. That's another yeah, sequence. That's a big deal. 
Yeah, that was another sequence earlier when they first got there, and Steven's like, she's pregnant. And then while she's not in the room, Peter's like, Do you wanna do you wanna abort it? As if it's up to him. Um <laughs> and he's like, I know how. <laughs> Which is fucking dark. <laughs> yeah, that whole sequence is is really fucked up. Yeah, it's really And then she's weird. all like, um, do I not get a say in this shit? Yeah, it's like she has like no agency in whether or not they're gonna keep that baby. Um, well, I mean to them she doesn't, but she makes it very clear that she does and she is. Um Yeah, so I don't know, there's just this like there's just this like we're all happy except for the whole time this is happening, like Roger is just like <laughs> Roger's not looking good. Um, they're pushing him around that's, in that wheelbarrow. That slow, that slow transformation makeup on him. Yeah, like, it's good. It's real subtle at first, as it should be. But like, you know, the more and more he just goes down, it looks so good. Yeah, and I he looks so fucked up, dude. That moment before he dies, where he and Peter are talking, and he's like, "I'm gonna try really hard not to come back." Like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's just. It's just devastating. Um, and, like, you get really invested in, like, there's only four characters, and you get really invested in, like, he's crazy. But, you know, he's, it's it's rough when he goes. Um, and he goes while Steven and Fran are watching, uh, I don't know who the guy with the eye patch is, <laughs> but he's amazing. <laughs> oh, he's seen some shit, brother. <laughs> zombie on the tv he's like we have to try to remain logical like that dude is i don't that was some like (laughs) that was i know he's training the fucking join up i know he uses all local people for his shit but that guy is like the that guy's like the shakespeare of like whatever local theater and he's like i'm in a fucking movie and i'm going for it (laughs) like It guaranteed that guy showed up and was like, My character has an eye patch. <laughs> Fucking Romero was like, I guess. <laughs> I didn't write him like that. Well, he does, sir. He's like, Try to understand. And he's like, Maybe we should, we have nuclear weapons. Maybe we should just nuke all the big cities. Everybody's like, You're fucking out of your mind. Um, but I mean, he is thinking rationally. I mean, not that I'm not that I think we should nuke everybody, every city that has like a high. Uh, COVID outbreak because I live near one of those cities. Yep. <laughs> so I don't think it's a practical thing, but you know he's. But also, you know, COVID's not turning people into zombies that are eating other people. So that we know of, <laughs> what are you hiding from us, government? <laughs> That's what the vaccines do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they uh, they're watching that guy, and then they hear the that's when they hear the the gunshot go off and you know that um like we see Roger turn but we know that Peter is like put him down for the second time mm-hmm. um and then there's like a little bit of time where they're all um they're all still together like that <laughs> the dinner scene where Steven's trying to like watch TV and she's like there hasn't been a broadcast in days and he's like, it might come back. And then she gets up from the table, turns it off. And then no words are spoken. He gets back up from the table and turns it back on. So it's so awkward. 
but so realistic. It's so realistic. Like, there's just that moment where the the looks exchange. Like, you better not turn that fucking TV back on. And then he's just like, I'm doing it. Um, and you I think not. I don't know if it's Fran or Peter. One of them's like, what have we done? Like, I think it's Fran. She's like, we what is Fran? Like, yeah, she's like, what have we become? And like, she's uh-huh. just they're all just kind of realizing that they fucking slid right back into, you know, this kind of ridiculous American dream. They're just like living their lives. They're like wearing nice clothes and eating nice food and just living life to the fullest. And, and then like the next scene is they cut to them. They're packing up. Like they're going to leave. Like they're just going to leave it all behind. Cause it's not real. Real quick. Can we just give it up for Fran? Like, she kept it together to this whole fucking thing and yes. how strong of a character she was. She could have easily been the fucking just a screaming girl yeah, losing her mind and some guy just slaps the shit out of her a couple times, but nope. no, she's no, she's like, she's the, she's the one, you know, she's kind of the catalyst where she's yeah. like, we're like, we can't, this is not real and we can't keep pretending that it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're they're packing up the helicopter. Um, Stephen is teaching her how to fly the helicopter, which is something she wanted to learn anyway, just in case um, something happened to Stephen. So, which is and, which is a real thing that would happen. Someone would be like, "Yeah, what if we, something happens, someone needs to learn how to fucking do this." If it was a big Hollywood movie, someone would have just fucking got behind the wheel or <laughs> whatever you call it in a helicopter yeah. and flown literally off or like. Did, did he know how to throw a, a helicopter? I don't know. Literally, Chris Pratt would get in there and he'd be like, "I." Then someone would be like, "Have you ever flown this before?" And he'd be like, "Man, I I drove my dad's shrimp boat once, and I, maybe this is it. Just <laughs> maybe it's the same." <laughs> and yes, but he was him playing trying to drive the, the pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, you ever drove a pterodactyl before? I had a shrimp boat once. It's the same thing. <laughs> that happens in so many movies they're like do you know what you're doing and then they give you some like innocuous thing that's not even related to like what they're talking about they're like well I just... he fucking luke skywalker did it. he's like that's not much we, we shot womp rats bigger than that back home like it's just the fucking white male hero is always so confident in their ability to do things or in the Fuck. 80s and 90s it was a kid and i played video games so i know what i'm doing <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he fucking uh, the girl in uh, Jurassic Park. She's like, I know that code. I'm a hacker. Oh she, yeah, <laughs> she's able to lock the doors. Good stuff. Um, well, her learning how to fly the helicopter is what draws the attention of. Uh, I'm just calling him Sex Machine because that's who he is to me, uh, <laughs> and who he'll always be. <laughs> um, Tom Savini and his uh, gang of uh, bikers. That was a, a real local motorcycle club gang, whatever, whatever the correct term is where I don't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They're this, they're this group of fucking like motorcycle gang and they're like, there's a lot of them. Like uh, they've been, they've been living in the apocalypse uh, pretty easily. It seems um mm-hmm. you know they lived outside of society to begin with brother <laughs> um 
Grayson, when my parents came to visit to see the new baby, Grayson did something. I don't remember what, but like, I just, as a joke, do what? Yeah. (laughs) As a joke. um, (laughs) This is funny. As a joke, I said, uh, yeah, I mean, he does whatever he wants. I think maybe he ate his, maybe I put like a cookie on his plate and he ate it before he ate his lunch. And I was like, look, he does whatever he wants. I said, he doesn't conform to the way society thinks he should, man. And that's a joke. My dad's like, well, good. I was like, okay. It was like, this wasn't a moment for you to make a, make a stand. What does your dad, the preacher, got to say against fucking conformity? Living on the wild side. I can't relate him. He's all about individual thought. Um, Clearly. How's that guitar collection going? <laughs> he gave me one of them. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a Takamini. It's the one shaped like a cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, what, what's that song? I forgot it. Oh. And the Rockets Fred Glare. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And I'll cling to the old rugged cross. The only hymn I know is Jesus is just alright. <laughs> is I can only imagine a hymn yet? Because oh, in that one, those are the only two I know. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> whenever I was <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whatever I was mixing the last episode, Kendall said I could only imagine that we both started singing it. <laughs> she got real mad. And I immediately, <laughs> I knew as it was leaving my mouth what was going to happen. And then later in the episode, I almost say it, and then I catch myself. And I love that it's, <laughs> I love that it's this fucking like bear trap that we're all avoiding all the time. <laughs> yeah, step lightly. <laughs> It's this verbal booby trap that's set up and like somebody's trying You're to fall a- in a Jesus hole. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, Sex Machine and his, if you guys check out the archives for Sex Machine <laughs> from Dust Till Dawn. Uh they I'm glad see you clarified. Yeah. <laughs> you know that movie we watched, Sex Machine. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, that's for our Patreon. The biker gang, uh, they see, they see the mall and, um, you know, they're immediately, uh, they, they like radio in and they're just like, yeah, there's only like three of us out here. We, we'd love to come inside. And, uh, when nobody answers, he's like, oh, you fucked up now. We don't like people that don't share. And they're just, you know. They're just greedy fucking Americans, man. Pretty much. Pretty much it. And this was like, and this is another really like interesting thing that happens in the movie. The bikers break into the mall. And it's clear that they're the villains. However, um, the zombies, which have been the villains the whole time, like they make them sympathetic in this moment because like the bikers are so fucking disgusting to them. They're such douchebags that then you're pulling yeah. for the monsters. You, you really, are, I mean, they're, they're pieing them in the face and they're spraying them with water and they're tripping them and they're knocking them down and they're not even killing them. They're just like, they're just like being dicks to them. And 
I mean, they're just there for chaos. They didn't even show up to like take things. I feel like they just were wrecking shit. That's all they wanted to do. Yeah, well, there's that yeah, one guy. They wanted like, to steal shit and just destroy all the shit that they had already set up. There's that one guy that like has a TV, and the guy's like, "We can yeah. watch on that." And he's like, "Oh, I don't know." And oh, then he, yeah. throws, throws, then he it. throws it down and starts smashing them. That that guy's energy <laughs> was magic on screen, by the way. Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, man, and they torture the zombies to a point where you're just like, "Oh man, don't do that!" But they're monsters. Like you literally have been yeah. like. You've literally been because like rooting no against fucking shitty ass people like that that you can't stand and yep. you want to see a monster eat their flesh. Yeah, I just thought it was such good filmmaking to like immediately make the monsters sympathetic and the humans the monsters. And like that's the that's the way these things always go. That, but like that's the moral of all zombie films. Humans yeah. are the real monsters. Yeah, but Romero just is so fucking good at it that everyone else mm-hmm. Is just like, we're just like, yeah, nice try. <laughs> like you did pretty good, but the, he's just a master of his craft. Um, well, the bikers, and this is gonna this is gonna shock you. They're also racist. Uh, they call, uh, Tom Savini calls Peter Washington uh, Peter a uh, chocolate man. Weird. I've never heard that in my life, <laughs> except for this movie. Um, yeah, they. Well, that sounds like that sounds like, um, like it was it was ad libbed, and you're like, oh, someone who isn't racist to say a racist thing. He's just yeah. like, oh, he's 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 a chocolate man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you really got him. <laughs> Good one, Tom. Um, by the way, Tom Savini did all the makeup for this movie, and he gets a nice little. And gets a nice little acting role here as the leader of the biker gang. And the stunts. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, they're basically there to just like wreck shit and steal shit. And uh, Peter and Steven go out to kind of keep an eye on them. But then Steven just gets too involved. And it's kind of Steven's fault that he's dead. I don't want to blame him, but it's kind of his fault that he's dead. Yeah. Like, Peter tells him, like, they're not here for us. They're here for the place. Just, you know, and they were going to leave anyway. So they're just like, just let them destroy it. Who gives a shit? And it was uh, established established pretty early on that Steven is pretty inept at um, yeah, defending most anything. Yeah. So, yeah. He had it coming. Yeah, he, he, gets, he gets too involved, starts shooting the bikers, and then, of course, they... Um, you know, this leaves they're they're chasing Peter down, and then Steven gets caught in the elevator where he just gets fucking he just gets all ate up. Gets got. Mm-hmm. Um but he does come back and he, he's one of the coolest looking zombies in the whole movie. And mm-hmm. he is well, you can really tell they're like you can really tell when like the zombie makeup was like, all right, we gotta we got to put this together really nicely. And then you can tell where they were just like, all right, that your face is blue until it gets to your neck, which is very tan. <laughs> like there's some zombie makeup that's just like thrown on. And then there's some that looks like really fucking good, which I'm sure is budgetary, but um, yeah. Well, real when quick, he... Some of the extras playing zombies, 
they were there so like all day and shit. So they would sneak off and go to a bar that was right next to the mall and come back drunk as fuck and just wreck <laughs> shit. Like they ended up paying that mall a bunch of money because uh, I think I think one of the stories is one of the, some of the zombies got on a golf takes and just ran it into a pillar and knocked a bunch of shit over. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> Classic. That's all I got to say about that. Classic zombie. Um, yeah. So uh, Stephen Zombie is really great, and he's got the, dude. He's he's actually really good at it too. Like he might he might have been a better zombie than a human character, honestly. Um, his the way he like walks around pointing that finger and just like swinging that pistol off of it is really <laughs> yeah. is really charming. Um. Yeah, Peter goes back up to the to the apartment. Um, Fran is uh, she's there, and he tells her that Stephen didn't make it, but he won't leave yet either. She says later, she's like, "We've been waiting for hours. He's not coming back." So a lot of time passes while they're waiting for him. In the meantime, the zombies are just like ripping all the bikers to shreds, like each one of these movies ends with a sequence where the zombies just rip apart and eat people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're always they seen as they're called. Yes. Um, and this one's, you mentioned the, you mentioned the uh, blood pressure machine. Fucking blood pressure. Machine. <laughs> you tried to get another thing three or four times. <laughs> I mean, there's a horde of zombies right there and he stops and is like, you know what? I better check this. Hey, hypertension's nothing to fuck around with. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it sure ain't. That high blood ain't a joke. <laughs> Man, blood high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he gets his arm in there, of course. I mean, it was so satisfying, too. What a tease. The few times he tried to get on it. And then when he finally does, and then the zombies rip his arm off of his body. It's really, it's really satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the whole feast scene is, is great and just really disturbing. And then, and it also like, again, this is the brilliance of it. 10 minutes ago, we felt bad for the zombies cause they were getting pied in the face and stuff and they were cartoon characters. And then all of a sudden they are these fucking ravenous, hungry monsters and they're just you're, yeah, you're like, able to shreds. Take time out of the comedy relief. Remember that? Oh yeah. They are a menace. Yeah, it was. It's really, it's really well done. Like the comedy of it, and then just to switch it back to like the bleak, cynical, like hopelessness of it all, um, is something that I think Romero does really well. George Romero might be good at this. Um, <laughs> check him out, <laughs> Monkey Shines, folks. Nope, <laughs> the height of his powers. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Um, this scene's really weird. So, uh, Steven, uh, zombie Steven, leads all the zombies back. Oh, man, that moment where he's, like, scratching and, like, gnawing at the the drywall they put up. Yeah. Um, because he knows, like, that's how they get up to the room. That was wild. Um, he, they tear that flimsy-ass wall down, and then he leads all the zombies up to their apartment. And um, this is a really weird moment where Peter, I guess, is just like, I don't want to go on anymore. So he tells Fran to get in the helicopter and leave. 
and he's going to stay. I guess he's tired of fighting. I don't know. His spirit's, the spirit's beating out of him. He doesn't yeah, want Yeah, he's giving up. Yeah. He doesn't want to go anymore. And uh, so he makes her leave. He kills Steven. And then he locks himself in one of the bedrooms. And he's got this tiny little pistol that he's going to kill himself with. Um, and I think this is a really important time to talk about the score of the movie. Yeah. Cause it's got this incredibly weird, like score done by, uh, what's that? What's that group called? Goblin. Goblin. Yeah. They didn't Goblins. do the entire score, but they, they did the most memorable parts of it. Yeah. They definitely didn't do the entire score because it's so weird and like, you know, it's just this that whole like bang, well, this, this bang. leads into something like this was produced by Dario Argento, who was a yes. friend of George Romero's. And um there is an Argento cut of this movie where it takes out all the comedy and it's just strictly business. Yes. And all the uh the score is one thousand percent goblin. Nothing else. They he took out of he took all of Romero's score out of it. It's all goblin. And then uh, I think Romero caught a, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but Romero saw his version and was like, I like that score, so I'm going to borrow some of it if that's okay. And Argeno's like, yep, let's do it. So that's how he got Goblin to do some of this shit. Well, I love it. I love the score. However. it was great. <laughs> however, in this moment, Peter decides, you know what? Oh, yeah. I am going to live. And then the fucking theme from the a team starts playing basically <laughs> and he's just like karate chopping the zombies <laughs> so yeah ridiculous. he turns into fucking gi joe <laughs> like it is so crazy like it, it that it, that in the entire film that is that's corny and i wish that they wouldn't the, have done that I know. I mean, they I've... could have put an uplifting score there, but that fucking over the top. I I know he's that. That's a commentary on like, uh, how Americans think they're you know we never give up, we never surrender, all that kind of shit. I understand one thousand percent what he's doing, but man, it comes off cheesy as fuck. The music but that is... is what he's going for. It literally sounds like the A team music, and the A team doesn't exist yet. I don't think it's just like. <laughs> and he's just like judo chop and then he's like does like a fucking spin move and like there's you know he's flying and then there's fireworks he's he's fucking juking him like he's getting out of there (laughs) fucking Deion sanders around that moment (laughs) (laughs) and then uh fucking you know uh fran's like taking off she can't wait on him but then of course he like comes out and he's like, he's like, hey, white woman, wait on me. And she she lowers back down. And he gets in a helicopter and they, um, you know, and they fly off together into the unknown. Well, that was the last minute change. Originally, Peter was supposed to kill himself. I just don't know why. Well, Romero made those changes. He was like, man, this is really fucking bleak. Let's so change bleak. that. This isn't a John Carpenter movie. Yeah, it's so bleak. Like, I mean, the rest of the movie is so bleak and like cynical and hopeless. And it's just like, it's nice for two of the characters to make it out. 
And Peter's such a great character. You don't want to to kill himself would just be a bummer. Um, yeah, so they take off and then we get the, you know, like the final moments, just the, the aftermath sequences in the, in the mall. That whimsical ass music. The, uh, the music. Um, zombies on the ice rink. Yeah. (laughs) Just sliding around. That's so cute. Um, but it's, it's like that final moment of just like, this is, you know, this is humanity and like, this is, this is what we are and this is what's left. And it's just really bleak. Like, even though he survived, like, even though we get the A team thing at the end, like it still just leaves you with this like super bleak. Like, I mean, what was all this for? Like mm-hmm. it, it's worth pointing out that we don't follow the characters through the credits. Like we stick with the zombies and like the aftermath of that and how after they've, after they've broken back into the building and they've killed all the bikers, they just go back to like just wandering around the mall again. Like, um, just, you know, just, just pure bleak consumerism. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, the fucking the 2021 version of this movie the characters would be in the helicopter and they'd be like we made it we made it and they're like what happens next i'm like i don't know and they just kind of like look out at the horizon and you leave the audience thinking like oh maybe they'll find somewhere nice but we that's not what we end with we end with just the the aftermath and then it's almost like it never even the mattered. horror continues it, it was like it never even mattered what they did there because yep it looked exactly like it did when they found it. They didn't make a difference at all. So, um, I love these movies. I love this one in particular. Um, I just, again, every time I watch it, I just, there's some other level that kind of like opens up for me or just, I see something in in a different light. And I think even, I think having lived through the pandemic and then watching it, with that, you know, with that in the back of my mind is also very interesting because like, I mean, I think it's for somebody to make this kind of, uh, um, to make this kind of story. But now you have like, now you can have the people that are just like, maybe there's something that like cures the zombies and people are just like, no, I'm not doing it. And, uh, you know, it's just like zombies ain't real. That's something the government made up to control well, they, we us. We had and... that during in the the newsroom thing when the dude was talking about zombies. We had zombie deniers in the crowd in yeah. the newsroom saying, yeah. well, "You're fucking crazy. This is stupid." Yeah, this, this is not what's happening. Like it's it's it, it's it's all right there, and um, it's I don't been know. around forever, man. Just ignorant people will always it, ruin everything. It's amazing to watch like George Romero's movies from like the sixties and seventies and and see people behaving that way fifty, sixty years later, you know. It's it it's always Just, been there since humans started existing. It's always yeah. been like this. It'll never change. Um I, I love this movie. I mean, I've been pretty much blowing it this whole time, but <laughs> it's just one of my favorites. I just It's phenomenal. There hey, have you seen any alternate cuts cuz there are three cuts to this movie? I've only ever seen this theatrical cut. The theatrical cut is 
the main one. There's the Argento cut, what I just spoke of, and there's an yeah. ultimate cut that has everything that was cut out left in. Yeah. And uh, it's longer, of course. But um, they are all on the ultimate Blu-ray set that was put out by Anchor Bay. Yeah. Which is almost impossible to find. But I don't know if it's included on the 4K release that's coming out or not. Hopefully, but I don't know. I would like I would I would like to watch. Someone needs other. to put a big fancy box set of at least like all three of the first three dead movies, or yeah. hell, all of them have a Romero set. Yeah, I mean, and with all the bells and whistles included, and that that would be pretty cool. Criterion put out, you know, the original, and of course, you can get the original in multiple mm-hmm. different. Night of the Living Dead. You can get multiple. You can get the, yeah, you can get Night of the Living Dead at the dollar store. Yeah, you can get it anywhere. Um, Shout Factory has Day of the Dead. I think it's I think it's outrageous, and I don't know what the rights deal is, but the, the, the Dawn of the Dead is not readily available, at least to stream kind of, somewhere. Maybe it's because Argento was in with it, and it's got some sort of weird international shit that they have to clear and can't, or I don't know. Something I'm just, I don't know. I'm just I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know why this isn't like on Netflix or Shutter or Apple or I can't even rent it. You know, you can't even rent it or buy it digitally. Like, yeah, I just don't. Uh, Kendall, did you watch the uh, the the copy I sent your way? Yes. Yeah, I I found it on YouTube. Someone put it up there illegally, and I sent it to Kendall because she couldn't find a copy. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I think it's madness that this movie is as influential and beloved as it is. And it's just not, we're not talking about some, again, we're not talking about some weird cult movie. We're talking about like one of the biggest movies ever. Yeah. Um, in this one genre. Most, it, one of the most famous horror movies ever. It is. And it would literally, it would literally be like if you couldn't find a copy of like Halloween <laughs> or fucking Friday the 13th. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is a well-known, well-beloved, well like watched movie and it's not streaming and it's not available to rent and it's not available to purchase unless you want to buy an out of print DVD or Blu-ray for a hundred dollars. Like it's crazy. Well, we got the 4k one coming soon, but I think yeah. all the, they did pre-sales. I think they all sold out. Yeah. I'm sure they'll reprint more, but. Yeah, I just make don't it, know. Make it widely available. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I, there's got to be. Hopefully that all changes in a couple of years. At the time of this recording, it is hard as hell to find. Let's see. I'm on. Uh, let's see. I'm on Wikipedia here. Let's see if there's anything about home media. Okay. In November 2020. All right, let's go back. Let's see. In 2004, after numerous VHS, Laserdisc, and DVD releases of several different versions of the film, Anchor Bay released the definitive Ultimate Edition DVD. Yeah, well, that's what that's what we talked about. Um, let's see. Anchor Bay. Okay. In okay in November 2016, Coke Media, under their Midnight Factory line, released a six disc collector's edition. That's not. I'm not looking. I want to know why. In 2020, there's a 4K Blu-ray featuring the theatrical can and Argento cuts of the film. Cool. Remastered in 4K. Blah, 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 blah. 
yeah, it doesn't say like why. It doesn't say why. It's just describing the different releases. I just don't know why it's so hard to find. Make enough copies. I don't know. People want it. Uh, if you've never seen it before and you want to watch it, it's currently on YouTube, like I said, illegally. I mean, right here. Uh, the film was selected as one of the 500 greatest movies of all time by Empire Magazine, uh, named one of the best 1,000 movies ever made uh, by the New York Times. Um, number 10 in a list of 15 sequels that are better than the original uh, by Playboy. That's arguable. That's arguable. And then Fangoria named it the best horror film of 1979, even though it came out in 78. Entertainment Weekly ranked it 27 on a list of the top 50 cult films. I mean, this it's just crazy to me that this thing is so influential and important, and it's just not available. It just drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. I don't know. I don't know. Cowboys butts. Kendall, what did you think of the movie? Um, uh, I liked this movie. All right. Here's where Kendall liked it less than <laughs> Halloween 5, and my <sighs> brain explodes. <laughs> Not quite. Um, but I don't, I, maybe I just wasn't in the mood for something so bleak today. I don't know if I'm just in the, not in the right headspace to enjoy this movie as much as I should. But I think, as of right now, I prefer day to dawn, if I'm being honest. Well, I mean, that's okay. That's totally fine. I like, I like night. He likes dawn. You like day. Look at that. Boom. Um. Yeah, I mean, I love Day of the Dead. I mean, that's a super fun movie. This movie is just not that fun. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, it's really not, good. I mean, it's, yeah, not, it's not, it's not a fun it's a, movie. It's a phenomenal movie, but it is not fun. It's there's dance. A, there's a couple of like unintentionally fun moments. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Blood <laughs> pressure <laughs> and fucking <like> 18. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, it's just like, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty dour. So I can understand that. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I don't know. It's, no, I, I really liked it. It's not the top of my list, though. Yeah, it's like oh, Halloween yeah. 5, then Day of the Dead. Well, then, then Lion Matilda. King now. Then Lion King, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matilda. Yeah, Matilda's on up there. <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you watched it, though. Yeah, I'm glad I did too. I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah, I'm telling you, I want to watch this on a. I want to watch this in a movie theater. I, it's I've never seen it. That would be great. That would be a lot of fun. They show, you know, they show Night of the Living Dead all the time. Show Dawn of the Dead. What's with these rights? Somebody get this, or somebody educate me on why it's What's so hard to rights? get. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know who I bet knows all about the rights is fucking don't push pause i bet they could i bet they could educate me man those if you're looking they'll they'll get to the bottom of it yeah now they did a dawn of the dead episode and i listened to it but i don't remember um, they did didn't they yeah i haven't i haven't listened to that one in a while 
They did. Well, I didn't want to like re-listen to it and then have that in my head. And copy their make... info, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm trying to make a shittier version of that podcast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but they we are like... a shittier version of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a different show. Theirs is very like researched, and ours is more of like we watch the movie and just tell you what we think about it. Mm-hmm. Ours is more of a ours is more of like a, a we're a hangout. They're yeah. very informative. Yeah, they do a lot of research and stuff. Um, although Doug, you came with some you came with some some fat deeds tonight. Um, hey, Doug, that was a lot. And not just the yeah, well, not just the, some fun, yeah, fun not just the not just the opening fat deeds, but Doug had some Doug had some. I nice have trivia for movies. Sometimes. Yeah, you do. But you just, it's, just some... it's like, hey, one time I heard that um, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> now my uncle said he met George Romero. And... <laughs> um, no, no, you had some good stuff. So don't don't be down on yourself. This is a good show. <laughs> Damn it. Um. Anyway, uh, great movie. Yeah, let's they... do our Dawn of the Dead uh, episode. Then go over to Don't Push Falls and listen to theirs. And yeah, they I'm they sure they got of, all the facts. They had a lot of really good information. I just don't remember it. Which is good. Um because now I can listen to it again. And just remind myself that they <laughs> they did it better. That's all I'm saying. There. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's Dawn of the Dead. Um I'm really glad we finally got to talk about it. Um, maybe Tom will be excited. I know when we did the zombie podcast, he was like, you can't do a zombie podcast yeah. <laughs> and not talk about that. <laughs> Which is exactly this is our show, did. sir. Yeah, it's for you, Tommy boy. We did Tommy uh, pool just for you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Tom doesn't want to hear about a movie that he loves. He wants to hear about Pony pool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so check it out. Um, well, okay, so what I was gonna say about um, even like modern day like takes on this, um, and where I just think they missed the mark is like, you know, when you watch like The Walking Dead and all that is Romero, like they're just cribbing Romero as the basis for that that whole show, mm-hmm. and like. The whole idea there is like the people are the bad guys, not the zombies. And that's what Romero's doing too. But that's just like surface level. Like there's this whole other like the but that show is so like Americanized in the fact where it's just like we got our heroes and they're gonna get through it. And you're like you know, it's just like it's doing all this stuff that like Romero doesn't do like, except for the a team moment at the end of this one. Um, but it's just like, you know, they have the idea, right. But they don't have the spirit of it. Right. And it's just yeah. like, you're not making the same commentary about society that he is. Cause you're just like the, uh, the, I, well, the, the com- walking dead comics. Yes. Were the show, yes. not so much. The show doesn't capture that feeling of like hopelessness. Like every episode of that show is like, man, this might work out. Like, okay, oh, they found another place and it's good. And like, 
you know, there's just that, there's that idea that they're going to get to the, the place where it's better and it, and it's, it's not going to happen, but they don't like, you know, they're giving the audience that out where it's like, okay, happy ending might be around the corner. Whereas fucking Romero is never, never concerned whether you think there's going to be a happy ending or not. There's not. It's yeah. the apocalypse. You can give a fuck about the audience. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I think, and I, again, I think with what we've just been through, I think you can make, I think there's a, I think there's a zombie movie you can make that, that, that really touches on like these things that he was touching on 50, 60 years ago. But I mean, there's a lot to draw from if you want to do it, or, you know, you can Zack Snyder it and you can just put them back in a mall and have no fucking like social commentary whatsoever. And it's just kind of an action movie. You know, you can do that. We can do what train to Busan did, which was brilliant. Mm-hmm. God, Train to Busan, so good. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite like modern day take on zombies is Train to Busan. It in a in a world full of um, zombie fatigue, that one came along and it was really fresh. Give the genre a kick in the balls. It, 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 and again, they used all the things I don't like about modern zombie movies, but it just works. A character development works wonders. Yeah, out. yeah, it's really good, man. That's good. I, you guys got. We talked about it. Check the archives. Our train to Busan. There's a Joe Bob episode on Train to Busan too. Now, so uh, if you have oh, Shutter, man. go check it out. Yeah, I don't think I watched that. I should watch that. Um, and I still haven't watched the sequel, the Peninsula movie. I, Ooh, I've I heard, heard like, nothing but bad things about it. I know I heard mixed things about it, but I, you know I don't, I don't, I don't care what other people say. <laughs> Get them. <laughs> I don't. I love stuff people hate, and I hate stuff people love. I'm just that's what I'm here to do. So, I heard that they went all um, Michael Bay with it. It's just explosions and zombies, and like you don't give a shit about any of the characters. It's just it yeah. was cranked out for profit. Maybe I'm gonna check it out. I, I've been meaning to. I haven't seen it. That's just what I've read and seen on people online talking about. Yeah, I mean, if you read, if you believe what people say online, then this fucking Nicolas Cage pig movie is gonna win an Oscar. So I don't know. People are fucking jacking off all over that movie. So well, if it has him in it, I say far away from it. This was <laughs> the movie that was coming out. It's so crazy. Um, people are people are just all over it. I've had people text me not not just online i've had people in my life who text me and they're like you guys see this pig movie you, you're gonna like it and i'm like that's crazy because i never i don't have any i don't know, even know what's going on but people are just fucking shitting themselves about this pig movie was it gordy <laughs> <laughs> it's i'm like you're talking about babe Two, pig in the city <laughs> did nicholas cage remake gordy <laughs> Hell, I hope so. <laughs> I just learned something. This is such a tangent. There was a movie that came out that Nicolas Cage was up for the lead role. And I was just so shocked to learn. What was it? God damn it. I, I can't remember now. 
it was just I, there was like a list of people that were like up for the lead role and Nicolas Cage was one of them and it just blew my mind because he would just have completely not fit the movie at all I, I can't remember it this was a great tangent mm-hmm. all right well um that's all for Dawn of the Dead that's all for Rankles um figured we'd close it down with a biggie mm-hmm. doesn't get much bigger sure doesn't one of the best sequels probably this and empire strikes back are the best sequels ever i said it i'm gonna throw godfather 2 in there but that's just me i've never seen any of those movies i know i know well trust me it's it's in the conversation it's in the conversation oh everyone says it's one of the best movies ever made so yeah you're not alone in that look people say sequels are bad i like a lot of sequels um you know terminator aliens uh there's a there's a bunch there's a lot of you know when people when people care and they make like a real thing and it's not just a cash grab like it's obviously a cash grab for the studio but when you get a when you get a filmmaker involved that just really is passionate about what they're doing you you get some really interesting stuff out of sequels sometime and that was the whole point of this the whole point of this series unfortunately we got a little hellbutt in there but um <laughs> Sometimes you got to get a little help, but yeah, you, sometimes you do. <laughs> um, you need a little help, but sometimes, <clears throat> but that's our closing. Everybody um, needs some help. <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> oh, well, Doug, why don't you tell the folks what's going on for the month of August? Well, uh, for the month of August, we're going to go around the world. And we're going to talk about international horror. Oh, yeah. And yes. a little thing we're calling Ran Around the World. Yeah. And our first stop is Spain by way of Mexico. Well, really, uh, we will be talking about Guillermo del Toro's The Devil's Backbone. <clears throat> um, I love Guillermo del Toro. Um, this was my pick uh huge fan um haven't seen this movie doug you lent it to me and i kept it forever i gave it back to you but i still haven't seen it but that's okay um (laughs) uh it was it's streaming somewhere i can't remember but um it's on prime or something but uh yeah devil's backbone uh i'm just i'm just a huge fan of this guy this is like an earlier film from him that i haven't seen so i'm really excited to um to get into it it's a good one almost almost went pan's labyrinth but that i felt that was like everybody's seen that i don't know that i don't know if everybody's seen devil's backbone i definitely haven't so sometimes i use this show as an excuse to watch something that i've been wanting to watch and just haven't made time for nothing wrong with that yeah it's just like a nice little kick in the ass for me to check out something new so uh we're gonna hang out with guillermo and uh we're going to talk some Devil's Backbone next week. I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this whole series. There's some great international... Uh... We got some good flicks. Yeah, we do. Gonna be fun. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all. Uh, we can move over into some uh, horror horn shoe. <laughs> been a few weeks <laughs> the horn shoes so sad <laughs> um been a few weeks i'm not gonna try to capture everything that's happened in the last three weeks but 
Um, I do know that Jason Blum has said that the newest uh, Paranormal Activity movie is already done. Hmm. So you got a <clears throat> you got a new Paranormal Activity coming. Those have been real bad um, since three, like four, and everything after it was terrible. So three three was good. Three was good. Three's the one with the VHS camera. Yeah, stuff. where they go. Uh, it's a prequel. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. But everything else. Three was gonna three three was on deck for Rankles. I was gonna I was gonna bring it up, but I wanted to do. Uh, I I love that first one. I'm I know I'm in a minority in that, but everyone hates on that that franchise and no, like deservingly it. so because those sequels are awful. I love the three. I love the first one. I don't like the second one. The, I, fuck, I love the first one so much. Yeah, it's one the first of my one's favorite great. modern horror. I've never seen any of the sequels, but I like that first one a lot. Watch three. If you've got some time, check out three. Three's, yeah. Three's worth the drive. Three's cool. Two is, two is, I mean, there's nothing. Two is watchable. But the it's problem just, with two is it is long. It's probably like it's, 20 it's minutes longer. Long. Yeah. It, it's way long. And like the setup for the, to get the ghosts going is like so long. Like. It's just there's so many there's so much footage of the nights where nothing happens, and I'm like, why did they do this? <laughs> like, they're just trying to build tension, but they're overdoing it. And yeah, it's like just, fucking fast forward. Come on, when the stuff happens, it's cool, but it, it it's just long. I mean, it's not like a it's not like an awful movie. Now everything that happens after three is awful. Four, and then you get like the ghost dimension yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen all of them and, and whew, they're bad except for one and three. I love love one. I I keep trying to find an excuse to watch it for the podcast, but I haven't found it yet. Yeah, um, it's coming. I'm just gonna yeah. give you a warning right now. So, um, I we I sent you guys that trailer for that new James Wan movie, Malignant. Pretty excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, a new uh, original horror movie from James Wan, I think, is uh, is going to be good for everybody. It's like him doing Italian Jello, but with ghosts or some sort of shit going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Like the trailer is not informative, which I'm glad. Um, it's mm. just it really sets like a visual tone, like a you know what how the movie's going to feel, and it looks cool, man. I'm I'm into it. Obviously, I like Insidious. I love the conjuring um so i'm i'm down with whatever he wants to do that's not an aquaman movie basically so mm-hmm. Woo, hate that aquaman movie um <laughs> just want to remind it wasn't good just want to remind everybody it felt like it felt like the kind of comic book movie they made in the 90s where you're just like wow they're doing a lot of big stuff but it, it was not good <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the, I'd watch the, the Phantom over Aquaman, yeah, I would too, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I have not talked about it at all, but the Forever Purge came out, and uh, and I've seen, I've seen some of the Purge movies, not all of them, but um, I haven't talked about the uh, the Forever Purge trailer. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I see it like on no, no interest. Time. I've seen the first Purge, and I was like, I got it. I'm good. First Purge is cool, and then, but uh, man, that Forever Purge. I have Roku, and on the side, you know, oh, advertises shit. Yeah, and that Forever Purge poster is on the side quite often, and it's hilarious. Have Every you time it comes, I'm just like. Pfft. 
Have you not seen the TV spots for it? Like, I, I see him on TV. I see him on Hulu all the time. Um, there's a guy in a cowboy hat and his face is all painted and he's talking like a cowboy. He's like, this is the real purge, the forever purge. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) At least that I, and of course, like I've, mine has gotten so animated, but like, I will just walk around the house and be like, the forever purge. Like it's just, uh, well, it's available on uh, VOD now. You can rent that for 20 bucks. Let us know how it is. CarpetRantsPod at gmail.com. Uh, I watching it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not watching it. Uh, David Gordon Green confirms that he is directing The Exorcist, and it is a sequel to the original. It so seems he's... to be his thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I guess they made so much money off of Halloween, they were like, let's let's do it again. Um, we already have a sequel to the original. It's called The Exorcist Three, and uh, archives. It was great, but we're we're getting there. Uh, did you guys uh, rush out and see the new M Night Shyamalan movie while we have been away? Is it out yet? Yeah, it's out. Came out. Uh, I thought it came week. out late. I think it came week. out. I think it came out this week. It's I out. Saw, um, late Night Grindhouse was giving away free tickets. Yeah, they had a they had a bunch of extra ones. <laughs> People who backed out because they're like, oh, I didn't think I was gonna win. I guess. <laughs> um, no, I, I haven't. I haven't even seen a trailer for it. I, I'm not interested. They, they're on an island and they age really fast on the island, and that is it. That's the premise of the movie. Like these kids get lost on the island and then they come back as like fucking twenty year olds, and then that's it. It's just called old. It's called and Benjamin Button. Yeah, I'm mad about it. I just <laughs> I just don't like him. I think he made a couple of good movies and then I think after that he was just like really struggling to find something that connected and I just don't. Yeah. Um I don't vibrate at whatever frequency you got to vibrate to enjoy M Night Shyamalan movies. I, he is not for me and I don't understand the love, but whatever. I like I, those first couple ones, but I'm good after that. That guy's made a lot of bad movies, and he just gets to keep making them. It's kind of like it's kind of like Roland Emmerich. He made Independence Day, and then everything he's made since then has been terrible. But we just keep letting him do it. Is he I don't know. Movies? Yeah, he's got a new one coming out this year or next year. It's called Moonfall. Can you guess what it's about? <laughs> <laughs> and what does Nicolas Cage play in it? <laughs> the moon. The moon. The moon. <laughs> Oh no, I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sent you guys that poster for the Jordan Peele movie. Nope, have no idea what it's mm-hmm. about, but I, know I don't I'm, care. <laughs> I know I'll I'm going to see it. Exactly. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's just doing. I've been wanting to rewatch Us for a long time now. Yeah, I've, I've only seen it that once. Same. I've no, I've seen it twice. I bought it. I haven't watched it since I bought it, but. Um, Oh, so hey, Doug, you mentioned it earlier, and I'm here to let you know that uh, Netflix developing a sequel to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Um, oh, good. Yes. <laughs> Got to keep, keep Zack working. Um, I, Zack attack. <laughs> Doug, I, I know you're probably disinterested, but I'm, I'm getting pretty hyped about the Rob Zombie Munsters movie. Um, I'll see it. Because I want to see how he does a comedy. Yeah, I I do too. 
And he is like, he is like really, he's a really super like, fan of the. He monster, loves so. that show. He loves that movie. Um, I've seen like I saw the, like the the mold of uh, Herman's head. It looks really good. Um, I, that I show hope Herman's head on Fox in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all that. Go on. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Now they're like they're building the. They're building the uh, Mockingbird Lane, and I don't know. I, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I'm interested. Uh, I'm, yeah, I want to see what he does. I, I want to see a five dollar night at the movies. Visit. I hope it's. I hope it's rated PG. I hope it's not like. I hope Herman I doesn't. Hope so. What I'm scared of is that Herman's going to rape somebody, and then I'm not going to oh, be able God. to watch this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. how many tits are in the monsters? <laughs> How many bloody tits, I should say. Yeah, so I think he's going to be true to the source material. I would hope so. Uh, it would be shocking to me how much he's it's beloved by him if he. I wonder who he's it. just who he's going to cast as the, that, the monsters. That I'm pretty excited about. We shall see. Um, let's see. We missed the we missed a lot, folks. I'm trying to see if anything. Oh my god, there's another fucking Friday the Thirteenth Blu-ray set. In a steel it's just book. the Paramount movies. It's one yeah. through eight. Yeah. It's we're, crazy. We're it's we had crazy. the giant set come out. You can buy the fucking DVDs and single Blu-rays at Walmart for three to five bucks. We're good. It's like every other every other day they're like, here's a new one. Focus more on getting Dawn of the Dead out than more yeah. fucking Friday just, the 16th shit we, that's everywhere. We, we all got it. I mean, I love that franchise, but Dawn of the Dead. Take priority with that. Yeah, I think that's going to be all the news I got, folks. There's a lot. I'm just not going to I'm not going to search through everything. Check out Bloody Disgusting. They'll tell you what's going on. Who well, I will say this, I did read this article. In an interview, uh John Carpenter said that uh Snake Plissken Snake Plissken deserves a third and maybe even fourth story. Mhm. Um, we need to know what happened in Cleveland. We do. He also went on to say that, um, you know, he he may never tell those stories. But, dude, here, okay, here's the two things I want. I want another escape movie with current day Kurt Russell, like his hateful eight, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy age Kurt Russell, as Santa Snake Claus, Kurt Russell. Yes, as Snake Plissken, like still doing his thing. I would love to see that. And then you give me a prequel, you know, the Cleveland movie where his son plays him. Man, his I, son looks just like him. He looks so much like I know he's taller, but like I don't give a shit. Like we're we're all gonna buy it if he's playing young Snake Snake Plissken. We're all gonna be like, okay, that's fine. Um. Yeah, that's what I want. I want uh I want a, an end to the trilogy and then a, and then uh a prequel in Cleveland. So Let's Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood, make it happen. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got. Let's let's kick it on over to Rant's recommends. Now we've been away for almost a month, and I'm curious to see if anybody has watched anything really interesting they want to talk about i got well, a couple i'm not gonna get into too many 
Do you want to take a break before we get into my extensive list? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I really don't have a whole lot. But uh uh I'll go. All right. Go for it. Um so season two of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. I mean, I oh. know Caleb, I know that you loved it. Yeah. <laughs> cough cough and flop alone was worth it. I mean, there's a lot of other good sketches. That, that shit was funny. Y'all sent me that, and I haven't seen the show, but I've only seen that sketch, and that was hilarious. It's His, so easy to watch. Very short episodes. There were yeah, the, like six this season, eight maybe. And they're all like 12 minutes or 20 minutes at most. God, it's so fucking bizarre and absurd and ridiculous. Um, and not and not all of them work either. Like sometimes they don't. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, okay, that was you know, not all of them work. But man. That fucking coffin flop is one of the greatest things I've seen. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll co-sign on that one. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I watched uh, for the first time. Speaking of James Wan, Conjuring Two. Oh, nice! You you never seen Conjuring Ooh. Two before? Nope. I think we talked um, about that. We've been over that with her. Yeah, she hasn't. Seen yeah, it yeah. And I watched the third. Uh, I know oh, y'all no. didn't really care for oh, it. Oh no! I rather enjoyed it. I'm oh. recommending two and three. Uh, All right. Well, two. This, is the, this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I liked it. I liked it. Was, it. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I hate it. I have zero shame for how much I enjoyed it. Though so I will Show say. You. You shouldn't the, be ashamed, but I'm just letting you know I hated it. <laughs> the uh, the second Conjuring movie is the scariest movie I have seen in a long time. It really fucking scared me. I had interesting. I had a lot of trouble sleeping. Um, wow. Mm. Yeah, and I. It's good. Maybe just like the imagery. I don't know, but I was freaked out. It's it truly scared me. Um. I watched a, um, a new Peacock series called Dr. Death. Um, Elise, Elise watched, my wife watched this also, and she loved it. It was so good. I was not expecting it or planning on it at all to be so good. So good. Joshua Jackson. So good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Joshua Jackson plays um, the like main character. The bad guy. I mean, it's it's a true Frank death. Yes, Frank death. Here were uh, here were just some here were just some things that were roadblocks for me. One are the words peacock original. I was like, Ugh. God, that, that <laughs> streaming service that has the stupidest name. I understand yeah. the peacock is the fucking symbol for NBC, but God, that name is dumb. It's, it's bad. And then and then Joshua Jackson is the lead. And the supporting actors are Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater. And I'm like, how the fuck is this guy top billing in this show? I just find it incredible. It's so good. I'm telling yeah. you, I was not expecting it to be half as decent as Yeah, Elise so said the same thing. She, she really enjoyed it. I think she finished it today, actually. She loved it. And she's probably like listened to several podcast stuff. I mean, there's like been a podcast series, like in Wondery did an entire series on this guy, a total fucking maniac. Um, and it's a really horrifying story. 
But is it based on true events? Yes, like uh, I mean, parts of the like show, like the series, are fictionalized. Uh, but yeah, if you if you are into true crime and you haven't listened to the Wondery series, Doctor Death, gotta check it out. Oh my god, maybe I'm maybe I'm also gonna recommend the podcast series as well. Um, yeah, sorry, making a note of that so I don't forget it. Uh, yeah. But I think the series did it justice. It's, it was really good. Um, and I've got one last kind. I'm almost, I'm reluctant to recommend because it's not a full-blown recommend, but I'm going to go for it. Um, Fear Street. Ooh, I know, awful. I know, I go know, ahead. I know. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the first two I loved so much. Um, the third was a letdown for me, but I love the first two so much that I'm going to recommend the entire series. Mm -hmm. I, I found it to be made for TV quality, um, movies for 12 year olds that, uh, I just didn't, I just, well, it is based on books that were for 12 year olds. Yeah, I know, but they rated them R and they, you know, this is like, I don't know. I just can't. I, 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 I was seeing so nothing but bored. like mixed reactions. Everyone loves them or downright hates them. There's not a soul that's all like, eh, it was all right. It, I just was so bored. I was like, this is not, I was like, this is not for me. Um, this is just, ugh. I just, I mean, I just hated it. I just thought it was cheap looking and just, they they like paid homage to like you know some horror movies by just fucking just redoing the same i mean it's literally like 12 year olds have never seen scream so we're just gonna make a movie that you know uh air quotes like pays homage to scream by just ripping off sequences from it and then other horror movies as well and it's just like you know it's like this doorway for you know teens into like horror and that's fine but i'm just like you know, I just, I, I don't have time for that. Like I want, you know, I've seen these movies before. Just did not, it did nothing for me. I was really kind of shocked at how many, like, you know, people that review horror movies were just like, so into it. I just didn't get it. I don't know. Well, we all know that a recipe for something that I love is just something that you hate with a fiery passion. <laughs> so. I think that's what makes this show so spicy. <laughs> I rather enjoyed it. Um, that third one was a letdown. It, it was boring. Kind of boring to me. But um, I really, really enjoyed the first two a whole lot. I didn't watch the second one. We didn't finish the first one. I like paused it to go to the bathroom and I saw that I had an hour left and I was like, I would rather die <laughs> than watch another hour <laughs> of this fucking bullshit. I oh, feel like so that uh, everyone is preferring the second one as that that's like their favorite of the series. Yeah, I think I think it was. I think it's my favorite. Cool, cool. And that's all I got. Ended on a spicy note. <laughs> Fear Street, more like Bland Street. All right, I got him. No.
you know how you know how I feel about movies about teens. I fucking hate it. Um, you don't like Can't Hardly Wait. Well, that's different. <laughs> I, don't I don't like when clueless. the I don't like when the teens are like the heroes defeating a monster. You liked the Monster Squad, didn't you? Yeah, some again. I don't know. I just didn't care for this. It just wasn't. It wasn't meant for like me. Lost Boy, didn't you? It wasn't meant for me. Yeah, I know. I like all these movies that these movies are trying to ape. <laughs> Fair. I, I don't know. Well, even it was just like it's rated R for all this bloody violence. But even like the, I was just like, I'm shocked because if you removed that bloody violence, this thing would be a hard PG at best. Like, and the blood was not as, like, graphic as that made it seem. Like, I don't know. I just was, I you know, I, again, it just wasn't for me. I just was like, okay, that I was mistaken. I was misled by a bunch of people my age who wrote about how great it was. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because I, because I, when I saw it, I was like, it looks like it's for kids, but maybe it looks cool. And then I saw a bunch of grown men saying like, oh man, this is great. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is gonna be fun. And then it was for kids. Like, I mean, you know, I just didn't, I just didn't, I don't like that kind of stuff. So I like, I don't like this crap. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Doug, let's give him something to talk about. I, I actually watched some stuff. Oh, Not much, shit. but I watched some stuff. <laughs> um, you don't sound enthused. I watched some stuff. That's just my. That's just my normal demeanor. Oh, I don't okay. get excited for shit. Um, I. It just came out yesterday as we record this. Uh, that HBO documentary about Woodstock '99, bro. That's Anybody on my list this? too. That's on my list too. Man, it was good. Um, it was great. I, uh, I watched it because I was like, man, I remember this being a huge shit show. Yeah. But fuck, did I? I did not know how dark that fucking shit got. That shit is like that documentary is super dark. Like I was talking it's very, about, it's extremely dark. It, I mean, it gets fucking dark. I was telling somebody about it, and, I, and they were like, "I hope they don't glorify that thing." And I'm like, "Oh, you don't worry. No, they don't. <laughs> Nobody's nobody thought that was a good thing that happened. Mm-mm, not a soul. It's just it's crazy. Like, uh, and it just made me." remember all the bad music that was around when i was in high school so in 1999 yeah <laughs> fucking um, biscuit god just poster children for rape culture fuck that band yeah fuck limp biscuit um limp biscuit who else was on that show fucking kid Born, rock kid rock creed um you know, I mean, there was, was just, legit good bands on that. There show were too, the Offspring like, was on that show, and just, uh, um, Metallica, all these obviously. White trash bands fueling all these white trash people. Yeah, and Doug, what was what was the what was the prevailing problem of that entire festival? Young white men. I'd say all the rape was a huge problem. Yeah, that was a big problem too, but committed by the white men. Um. 
I told Elisa, I told Elisa, I was like, you know, we were watching it today. And I was like, how many of these people do you think grew up to like storm the Capitol fucking 30 years later? Because that definitely uh, 85% happened. of them. <laughs> yeah, that definitely happened. Um, Man, so that this is pop series that I recommended uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, touched on Woodstock 99. And I didn't even know that there was a, a whole last documentary about it. I will definitely it be literally checking just out. came out. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, it's part and, of this like series of music documentaries they're doing and it starts out you know um they touch on woodstock 94 which was a huge success yes and then they talk about the original one and how like people only glorify the good stuff but like it had a whole bunch of fucking bad shit happen with it and they talk about the stuff you've never heard about and and then they just go on the rest of it's all about that 99 festival and fuck Dude, it, what an awful time. It's a three-day festival, and every day they chronicle the days in order, and every gets day it gets worse. 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 I mean, it's just, it's it's pretty, and it starts bad. Like it, it, it doesn't start like, man, this is great. It starts like, this is pretty fucked up, and then it just descends into fucking a nightmare. A nightmare. That was, that was a good one. I was going to recommend that too. That's a fucking great documentary. If you're looking for an, an interesting yet upsetting journey, Woodstock 99, HBO <laughs> they, Max. Well, they were like, well, they were saying it was just like the event that killed the 90s or something like that. And it really, yeah. and it, it also talks about everything that's going on in the country in 1999, like Clinton and Lewinsky and um, all this other shit. I mean, it's just like, it's a perfect snapshot of what fucking happened. Well, it, it covers the entire decade. Like the, the yeah. decade kind of started on a high note and then yes. just slowly just went down. Yeah. And what's the price? It's fucking money. Money. Yeah. It's money and fucking this like rape culture, like personified in just shitty white rap rock bands. Like it's just fucking insane. It's insane. <sighs> It was really good. I fucking loved it. I would probably watch it again. I'm excited for it. They're doing an Alanis Morissette episode, a DMX episode. Oh, man. Um, it, they uh, There was only three female acts on Woodstock 99. It was Alanis One on each day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one Alanis, Friday, one Saturday. Jewel Wednesday. and Sheryl Crow. And like they were like booed off the stage. Yeah. Which sucks. I love Alanis. Oh, man. She's a fucking... She's the best like she's singing she's singing in the documentary for like 30 seconds and i got goosebumps i was like oh my god you're such a fucking beautiful soul i love you (laughs) she's so good she's god yeah she is is. yeah i'm with you on that but check it uh, out it's called woodstock 99 peace love and rage yeah yeah it's on hbo yeah, and now um, we're going to journey to the complete opposite of uh, all that. Uh, I'm going to recommend, and I'll probably get some hate for it, but I don't give two shits. Uh, that new Space Jam movie is fun as fuck. I didn't know it was out. Oh, yeah, it came out last week. I took my kids to see it in the theater, <clears throat> and then we've watched it five times at home, and they've watched the original one over and over. And I'm going to recommend both of those movies. They are fun. 
Um, I don't have any problem with the new Space Jam. I don't have any new problem with the original Space Jam. But we watched the original with Grayson. And the whole time we were watching it, I was just like, wow, I really romanticized this. This is pretty dumb. Yeah, well, it's, but it's, it's, it's cornball it's, shit. I mean, you know, it's not... It's not offensively it's bad, movie. but it's a kid's movie. So it's just it's just not that good. And then we did that because we knew the new one was coming out. Now, he was like, he couldn't have given two shits about the original. Um, he fucking loved the new one. Like, he, he made me buy him some cereal at the store. It's like Space Jam cereal. Um, he loved it. He was so into it. And I feel like the new one is exactly the same. As the old one. I was just like, oh, cool. And then I saw a bunch of people our age who were really offended by the new one because oh, it was like, they on. were just like, that ain't what Space Jam's about. So, I don't know. I was it's really exactly the same. It's the same fucking thing. I was really shocked to learn that Space Jam is like a grail movie for people. <laughs> um, people my age are like riding and dying on the hill of Space Jam, the original. I remember that being a big deal when it came out. It was I saw huge. It, I saw it a couple times in the theater. I watched it so many times on VHS. It was crazy. And Grayson has watched the new one a bunch. But I bet in 30 years, he's going to show Space Jam a new legacy to his kids. And he's probably going to be like, oh, this is kind of <laughs> stupid. Um, but we watched it and we had a great time. No, my kids loved it. You know, my youngest son, he plays basketball. So he was just, he was all about it. And uh, I'm a big Looney Tunes fan, so they already knew all those characters anyway. Man, I'll tell you what, the the Looney Tunes just aren't the same, especially back in the original Space Jam, back in the 90s. Yeah. Because those original cartoons from the 30s and 40s, they're so mean-spirited. They really are. And, you know, they can't do that anymore. So it's it's not the same, but it is at the same time, you know? I'll tell you what, I liked the animation in the new movie way better than that fucking, I don't know what they were going for in that, the original Space Jam. I hated the way that the animation looked. Uh, it was like, right. it was like but so yeah, glossy the... and weird. I don't know. It just didn't look right. It wasn't quite computer animated, but it just didn't look, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they were going for. I did not like it. I liked the animation in the new movie. But man, uh, uh, one thing I will tell you is that LeBron James cannot act. Ooh, so and bad. Why, why should he? Because he's an athlete, not an actor. Well, you know, he's got some moments in that Judd Apatow movie where he's really charming, I thought. but man, He's got he... some moments in the Sprite commercial where he plays a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was just like, oh my God. It was just... It was super dumb. Now, Don Sheetle hot off his Emmy nomination for 30 seconds of Falcon and Winter Soldier appearance. Uh, he's he's working on his he's working on his Oscar nomination for Space Jam. That's the only way to cap this. Yeah, off. I'll vote for him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll write it in and send it right now. By the way, he's in the movie a lot, which I didn't realize he was in the movie at all. <laughs> and then he's fucking in uh, half. Yeah, the he's movie. the antagonist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought, I mean, it made my son happy and that's all I really care about. Dude, but we went to, I took them to the theater and, uh, we made a big deal out of it and cause they were super excited about it. Yeah. And, um, immediately came home and watched it again on HBO, watched it again last night for movie night. 
They watched the first one again today after we got home from my older son's soccer game. It's just, it's always on. We're always watching Bugs Bunny and a fucking basketball player playing a game for their lives. <laughs> that's what, fun. I sit and watch them with them. It's, it's fun. That's what the next uh, Escape movie is about. It's Kurt Russell playing basketball with the Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, well, he did that in Escape from L.A., but not with the Looney yeah, Tunes. That's true. Yeah, um, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you have kids, I'd recommend it. But oh, I would. I would. It's it's it's, and I am. It's, when it's the, fun as shit. I enjoyed the, it. When I see adults my age watching it by themselves and they're mad about it, then I think that they they yeah, might. Yeah, you have, can fuck right off for all. That. <laughs> they might they might have brain damage. Um, it's just it's the, the 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 big final game. It's cool to see everyone that's in the crowd because there's so many warner brothers characters yeah just spread out through like adam west batman and robin are there Danny the mask DeVito is Penguin, there when the mask mr freeze yeah um the the fucking gang from uh clockwork orange is there, <laughs> yeah. which is weird weird yeah just put this <laughs> rapist front row and center in a kid's movie they use a um, lot of warner brothers probably actually you know what it is it felt a lot and the, uh mystery Inc. or there king kong is there the iron giant oh that was grayson that was the reason grayson wanted to watch the movie by the way is because yeah. the iron giant was in it for five seconds and yeah. when he saw the iron giant it made like the whole movie worth it for him he was like so excited and all the iron giant does is sit there and watch a basketball game but yeah beside king kong <laughs> yeah it just made grayson so happy did you see space ghost flying around by king yeah kong? i did i was yeah. pretty excited yeah. When I saw him, I was like, "Why don't they bring Space Ghost back? Like, <laughs> make a um, Space Ghost Coast to Coast and Cartoon Planet. Those were some. That was some good times. That show still fuck. holds up. I'm recommending both of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, Cartoon Planet. I love Space Ghost Coast to Coast, but all the songs I love, I love and shit. Cartoon Planet. I, all I have those songs. albums that they released. <sighs> backyard barbecue albums or whatever they were called yeah <laughs> yeah those were good um yeah grayson loves space jam and that's all i have nice um woodstock was my big one um but i did watch some stuff while we were i don't ever watch things i watched loki loki was awesome by the way i watched i watched loki too it was all right Loki was awesome. I, my favorite part about it was the, like the music. I was just was I, I've been listening to that Loki score while I write. Um, I just I loved it. I I just I thought Loki was so good. Um, and I had again I had zero um, I had zero anticipation for this, but I just I thought it was really good. Uh, we watched Mayor of Easttown on HBO with uh uh kate winslet fucking great uh, my wife watched it watched it it's great it's so good it's a great little mini series i you know i'm a big fan of the mini series because i'm like yeah i got i can watch six episodes you make like five or six seasons of something i'm probably i'm probably not gonna watch it but um uh it's great it was really well done i loved it um what else what else what else what else did we watch uh, Ted Lasso's back. Uh, first episode of the new season is back. It's beautiful. I loved it. Um, 
I'm watching Dave on FX. Oh yes. Dave is good. Dave is like is this. It's about the um it's about that rapper Lil Dicky, who's like a comedic rapper. Um he's like a novelty <laughs> he's like a novelty like comedy rapper, but he's really good. Okay. Um but he like wrote a TV show about his life and and it's on FX, so it's it's a comedy, but it, there's also like these really like human like drama elements to it, like FX likes to do. Um, and it's just it's really well written. I'm completely caught off guard by how well written that show is. Um, it's really good. I like Dave a whole lot. Um, and I think that might be that might be everything. I'm just trying to make sure. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I watched anything else like new. I watched a bunch of old stuff too, but I don't think I watched anything else new. Let's see, Mary Town, Loki, Dave. Yeah, that's probably that's all. And then of course the Woodstock is like the big one. That Woodstock '99 documentary was so good. I love that. Yeah, very upsetting how dark it got, though. Oh, man, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's worth watching, though. It's crazy all the the in-crowd footage they got from people, too. I wonder how long oh, it took man. them to make that shit. They, man, that fucking... What really... They were in the middle of talking about all the sexual assaults, and then there was that, that shot from someone in the crowd. It was this topless woman just sitting there and these dudes just walk up and just whip their dicks out and then it cuts. And I was like, Oh God. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild. What a shitty time. Not that, not that, people, not that people are any better, but yikes. The night, the end of the nineties was such a goddamn shit show. <sighs> but yeah, check the documentary out. Especially if you're a big Limp Biscuit fan. <laughs> yeah. And while you're at it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, uh, how about a little levity with some out of context show notes? I'm here for it. You know, I have just a couple this week. I'll go make it fast. <laughs> show them what you can do. Shag it. Is one of them. I don't really even. What? I don't remember what that was about. Oh, oh we're talking about the carpet shag carpet wall. wall. Little, let me give shag you a little, exclamation point. Let me give you a little context for the out of context note. Um, that's a line from Aliens, where uh, when they wake up, their fucking drill sergeant or the colonel or whoever he is, the guy with the cigar. Oh yeah. He's, he goes, "Come on, people, shag it," and I just. I love it. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I love it. Uh, and lastly, we've got um, Pterodactyl. I don't know. My family needs me to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the new Fast and Furious. <laughs> this summer, Chris Pratt in Pterodactyl. I don't know. My family needs me to do this. <laughs> it's like it That's, the <laughs> That's the whole name of the film. <laughs> They're brothers and they... They got a, um, (laughs) they got a special bond. You don't, you don't want to know. You don't want to know about that. But yeah, coming this summer, 
It's just called Two Brothers. That's my favorite part of the whole skit. <laughs> is when the title is just Two Brothers and you can hear him laughing as he's just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I've started watching season four of Rick and Morty. Um I'm not on season five yet, but I just started watching season four and it's brilliant. Uh, I've only seen season uh the first episode of season five which was phenomenal it's one of the best episodes of the series but man people are complaining that it gets real dark and there's a lot of character development that like nobody wanted mm. uh, man people hate rick and morty they, and have hated them for a long time because they're all like this promotes uh toxic culture and but, but I'm, it's a fucking show you don't it's a cartoon don't take it literally I'm I mean, yeah, those things are there, and they're making fun of that. I am positive that the that the Rick character is not supposed to be loved or looked up to. Not at all. <laughs> He's the embodiment of everything terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love that show, though. I do, too. One of my favorite I, think, shows. I think it's great. I'm trying to remember whichever one we just watched. was. I was fucking roaring. Um... Kendall, if you got some more notes, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kendall. Oh, no. That was all I had. Oh, okay. Um, what, I'm trying to remember. I mean, we were just like, my stomach hurt. We were laughing so hard. Um, fuck, I can't, I can't remember now. I'm too tired now. Oh, and Rick and Morty make a cameo appearance in Space Jam. In too. Space Jam, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's part of the plot is that like bugs bunny has to go gather up all the other looney tunes to make the basketball team and rick and morty have taz and they just drop him off because they were running tests on him or something and rick makes some funny quips and they just fly off in their spaceship that's great let me see i'm trying to see season four rick and morty let's see Everybody sit quality, quiet. Yeah, while I read find something. It's not. I don't. Well, while oh, it was the, that, it was the heist oh, episode. It. it was the heist episode where they went to like the heist convention, and like the whole thing was how yeah. heist movies are stupid, and like, but they do every heist movie trope like ad nauseum, and there's no real plot to the episode because they're just doing yeah. heist stuff just for trope 20 minutes. After trope after trope, yeah. It is so good. Yeah, that was, I think that was the last one I watched. Yeah, but hit us up at carpenterantspod at gmail.com. If you What's get your favorite Rick and Morty episode? <laughs> I, I'll listen. I love that show. I've seen I them all too. except for the season five so far, except for that one episode. Anywho, Facebook, Instagram, we're on there. Carpenter's Pod. Search us, like us, follow us, all that good shit. Share us too. We'd greatly appreciate that. You sure would. Subscribe and listen via iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Anchor, all that other good shit. We out here. Write some good reviews for us. Bump up those numbers. We appreciate it. We've been doing this a long time. We need more listeners. Yeah, share it. What are you doing? Don't hoard this. Share this with people. Oh, big, big, big shout out real quick. Uh, it's been a while, but we, we canned a bunch of episodes. 
in our downtime, uh, Miss Laura, big thank you to her. She sent oh yeah uh, an extremely nice letter and uh, an original blob poster. Well, it's not the original one. It's like a re uh, reproduction of it. But um, the original Steve McQueen blob, which uh, listened to our remake blob episode in the archives. Yes. Because that original blob movie it means a lot to me. And I greatly appreciate that. She sent it to all of us, but I'm keeping it. Y'all can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, yeah. big thank you to Miss Laura. Yes, thank you, Miss Laura. If she sent a Limp Biscuit CD, we would let Kendall have that because <laughs> of how much it means to her. So, <laughs> the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. You guys remember? All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a great that was a great gift. That was really thoughtful and wonderful. So we do appreciate that. Yes. See, folks, you could have this kind of relationship if you just fucking get your friends to listen. <laughs> get but, your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Send us stuff. Basically, what I'm getting at. <laughs> what are you doing? Where's our free shit? Mail us shit. Come on. It's been four years. No, she just sent that on a whim. And yeah, that she was, didn't have that was to, really nice. and it's it's greatly appreciated. Yes, that was that was a lovely gesture. It's, it's framed and in my office right now. So, <clears throat> thank awesome. you very much. Awesome. We always appreciate Miss Laura. Thank you very much. So, all right. Well, it's been a while. I'm glad to be back. I'm back with a new baby, uh, which just means I'm going to be even more tired every time we do this. Um, but hey, okay, welcome to the world of multiple kids. Woo, let me tell you, <laughs> it's been, it's been less than a month and I'm, uh, it's just a lot, but we're all very happy and healthy. So that's all you can ask for. Um, all right. Well, next week, kicking off, uh, rant around the world, international horror films, we're watching the devil's backbone by Guillermo del Toro. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. We're going to review it here. Um, and uh, then we got a lot of other great um, international films lined up for you. Oh, let me pull back the curtain, not all the way, but just a little bit to let you know that we have the rest of 2021 planned. Uh, we know what each month's theme is all the way mm -hmm. up through the end of the year. So I don't know. Um, and we it, got some surprises uh in the year for you That's if it works true. out yeah <laughs> <laughs> my favorite tease of all time <laughs> um and we got stuff no we don't <laughs> i don't know my family needs me <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to do a pterodactyl noise but i was like what what exactly is that like well, we, no one really knows, so I decided that they they sound like this. <laughs> they sound like a like someone that saw a mouse scurry across the kitchen floor. <laughs> yes. Um. Yep. So uh, we're back, uh, back in business. Uh, international films, really excited, and I'm excited about the stuff we got going for the rest of the year. We got some really cool themes, really good. We got movies some good series up. coming up. Yeah. 
um, which we, you know, somehow it's four years and we still haven't run out of ideas. I'm shocked, but um, we just keep on. It's getting random. hard to think of the series, though. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's getting hard to think of the puns for the names. <laughs> it really is. I come up with all those, and God damn, it's getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't be shocked when uh don't be shocked when the first <laughs> the theme for October is movie. <laughs> I was gonna say the first theme for 2022 is rantuary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised I haven't done that one yet. Oh man. Um anyway, we appreciate everybody. We're glad to be back, even though for you listeners we never left, but uh we're back in the saddle and uh mm-hmm. we will uh we will be back next week so uh until then we've been the nobodies i'm caleb i'm doug I'm Kendall. keep on ranting my family needs me <laughs> <Ca-ca, ca-ca. laughs> oh chris pratt what well, i mean Oh, Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris. <laughs> well, here's the thing about Chris Pratt, and I, I and I don't think it's a bad thing, but I just think he's not he's not the he's not that guy. He's not the big action hero guy. He just isn't. I think it just doesn't feel right on him. I think he's he's the funny guy. I mean, he's obviously in great shape. He could be in these action movies, but I I just don't think he should be the guy that the fate of the world is on his shoulders because i just think he's kind of wooden when he's playing that role yeah my favorite chris pratt is like parks and rec mine too wire all day mine too and i really love him in guardians of the galaxy because i feel like he's not playing i feel like he's not playing this stiff like harrison ford he's not harrison ford that's the problem he's just not. not And they're, they're trying to kind of make him the new Harrison Ford. And it's just, I just don't, I just don't think it fits him. I think he's just, you know, and sometimes actors do this. They just get kind of like, they're trying to be that leading man. And it just doesn't work. Like you gotta, I just, I just think he's acting out of type a little bit. And it just makes him feel kind of wooden. And then I just, and then I just laugh <laughs> when I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> If I don't go, they're going to take you. <laughs> oh, man. Bye, everybody. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be part of the show, but now it is. Oh, I thought you were keeping it in. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm going to now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were leaving, and then Caleb just fucking started shitting all over Chris Brown. <laughs> America's sweetheart. <laughs> Well, guys, I am so tired. I'm sorry I was so quiet this whole episode. Yeah, don't feel bad. There was a stretch of 50 shows where I did exactly that. (laughs) That the Stephen King series? (laughs) (laughs) The entire exhaustive, yeah. Doug, that wasn't 50 shows. That was one episode. It was The Mangler. And uh, (laughs) it just felt like 50 shows. No, I try to be. I try to be. Uh, I try to be aware of any time I need to like fill a little extra space without calling attention to it.
Well, thanks, because it was oh, definitely yeah. needed this evening. I'm so tired. I'm more tired than I've ever been in a very long time. Now, I think when things really nosedive is when my brain doesn't function at all. And then I'm trying yeah, to like... And then I try to fill the space. And I'm just like, <laughs> hey, if, you know movies? Um, uh, you watch them? You know, sometimes they're an hour and change. I mean, I'm trying to... Dude... <laughs> Sometimes more. <laughs> Sometimes they're on cable and there's commercials and that can fill some more time. <laughs> I just Chris Wally that shit. Remember that one time? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's times where I'm just like, and I'll just straight up say it. I'm like, I don't even know what happens. You guys got to tell me what happened. <laughs> Oh, what a great show this is. I'm surprised we don't have more subscribers. Right? <laughs> Keep on renting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just got lightheaded. Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify. Great.